What is happening, everybody? Uh, literally, what is happening? Katie and I just forgot that today is Wednesday. I was uh, flying to Montreal. I'm in Montreal. Uh, for those of you that are here, we're doing a live You Made It Weird and some stand-up shows. I don't know if there's still tickets, but if you're in Montreal, what am I doing a plug while I explain what happened? What I'm saying is we forgot it was Wednesday. <laughs> so we had episodes. We have episodes. We just forgot. So sorry about that. Here it is. This is Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah Watkins, who is one of my favorite people in the world. He's so funny. Uh, he was on Crashing in the Roast Battle episode. I've done a lot of roast battles with him. Uh, not roasting each other, but just the shows. And and then I started doing his improvised stand-up show called, uh, I think it's called, what is it called? It doesn't matter. He has a show at the, at the comedy store where you, where you improvise. I can't be bothered to look it up for my friend Jeremiah. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to pause it. I'm back. It's called Stand Up on the Spot, which is what I thought it was called, but I, I didn't go with it. Anyway, so uh, we got to know each other. I did his podcast, which is called Jeremiah Wonders, which is, I mean, it's two hours of just two grown men laughing like children. It's one of the funniest and funnest things I've ever done. So check that out. Honestly, listen to Jeremiah Wonders. My episode is the only one that I can speak for. I'm sure they're all great. Uh, but the one that I'm talking about specifically, uh, we wept. We wept with laughter. And we and we do a lot of laughing in this one, obviously, as well. And then we get a little bit more into, into him as a person, blah, blah, blah. I'm just explaining the premise of the show at this point. Um, I do have a Largo show coming up August 29th. Uh, Largo-LA.com That's the stand-up show I do monthly In Los Angeles Always a great time Thanks to everybody that came to the last one And I, I guess I'll Yeah, that's it That's all I have to plug The book, Comedy Sex God Is out now You can also listen to it I read it I read it out loud You can listen to that uh, And the Pete's Picks I, I get, You guys listen to the show You know by now I don't do traditional ads I promote things that I use And love Every day, uh, first and foremost, is the original Pete's Pick, which is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It's made from the hemp plant. Obviously, you hear hemp, you think about marijuana, but they've used science to remove the THC. THC is obviously what gets you stoned, and they've, leave the, they've, leaved, they've left the body and brain beneficial CBD. Uh, obviously, people are really into CBD these days. Uh, I see it everywhere. The reason I love the Stanley Brothers Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil is, first of all, I believe in the company. It's named Charlotte's Web because they gave CBD to a young girl named Charlotte who was having seizures, and it's the only thing that would help. Medical science was kind of scratching their head. In flies CBD. Uh, you can read more, see more about that, and the, there's a documentary about them. Uh, there's also, it's the hemp, it's, it's the hemp that's grown for human consumption. There's a lot of CBD oil you can get out there. There's CBD bubble gum you can chew, I'm sure. But this is grown by <laughs> professionals in America. It's grown in Denver for human consumption. And it's the only hemp grown for specifically only to be used for this specific hemp oil. So it's not just some big old bag that could be bedding or something you put in your body. It's grown for that specific pur purpose. For me, an anecdotally speaking, when I'm traveling, I love CBD. It takes the edge off of all the stress that we all feel while we're traveling, crammed in a middle seat, headache, 
head pulsing. It helps me relax and get into my life, ease into my life with a little bit more joy, a little bit more smile, a little bit more glow. It gives me a healthy, happy glow. I get the original formula. I get mint chocolate is the flavor that I like, although they're coming out with some new flavors, which sound pretty awesome. And they also make balms that I really love, balms that you can put on your skin and get some of that hemp goodness onto you uh, topically. I love it. The best way to know about it is to try it, and you'll be showing your support for this podcast. So go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY19 and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Also, as I'm traveling, as I always say, it's hard to eat healthy on the road, which is why cachava is a, is a pizza pick. Cachava is a lifesaver for me. I know I have a lot of friends that want to eat healthy and start getting superfoods and plant-based proteins into their lives. Plant-based everything, not just protein. Everything, all the goodnesses that these plant, wonderful plant allies can give us. And it's in cachava. Cachava is a plant-based uh, superfood drink powder that is a nutrition overload. One of these smoothies, I would wager, has more nutrition than most people are getting in a week, a month. It's 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s from chia seeds and flax seeds. It's got eight superfoods. It's got 17 greens and veggies. This is why I travel with it. I can't get greens and veggies while I'm in some weird hotel. Not here. Montreal's nice. But I'm traveling to some remote town. Hard to get. Hard to get. (laughs) And also... Montreal's nice, but I don't feel like going to a grocery store. That's the truth. They might have it, but I'd rather just put this powder with some water, shake it up. It's got coconut, powdered coconut milk in there, which makes it creamy just with water. You can also uh, add it with almond milk, which is amazing. Frozen strawberries taste like chocolate strawberry ice cream. Absolutely delicious. 24 grams of protein. Plant-based protein, obviously. Digestive support built right in. Nine grams of fiber, and it makes you feel amazing. It makes you feel high. It's like a nutrition high. It's a meal and a pill. It's a meal replacement. It keeps you full for hours. I swear by it. I travel with it. I love it. And even when I'm not traveling, I have it every day. Kachava. K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. And you'll get 20% off your order of Kachava. Uh, In the meantime, guys, enjoy Jeremiah Watkins. He's incredible, and I hope to see you here in Montreal. And again, Katie and I both apologize for this episode being late. But uh, get, how do you say that in French? Get into it. That's that's all I got. Get into it. (laughs) What's that? Somebody suggested that. I think it was Mark Duplass, because he's a sauna. He's a sauna guy? He's a sauna. He's a sauna. Um, you can turn that off too. I think yeah. it's cool enough in here, right? It's yeah, cold. It's, great. it's, great. it's chill. It's point, point at a germ. You'll oscillate. I've been called germ since like preschool. You haven't been called germ? Yeah. Oh, I have a new nickname for you. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I bet you've heard it before. Okay. Germ down for what? <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that. You one. haven't. Germ down for what? Germ down for what? But it's got to be what? What? Because it's Watkins. Yeah, I know you get it. You explained to me my name, but Pete, could you could you break this down for me a little bit more? Oh, sweet Jesus! If ever I've loved thee, I can't believe I explained it to you. Yeah, yeah. Call your. I don't know if it's good enough. You know, Holmes like a Holmes invasion. 
You get it, right? <laughs> the one that I get for for straight up. I was going to say for real. For, for straight, straight up. For straight up. <laughs> <laughs> you make me laugh so much. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. And I was going to just say that people say, they go, what's up, Holmes? And then they go, ah. Huh? And I'm like, oh. I mean, I don't mind it. Yeah. But I don't like you want fun. a new creative one? I want a germ down for what? Yeah. Which is why I'm proud that I'm the first yeah. to say, Jeremiah Watkins. You mean germ down for what? Oh, yeah. I know him. It could be an album. Yeah. You have an album. I do. Show I brought it to you me. One. Because, uh... Didn't it? It charted? Yeah. It was number one on iTunes the first weekend. I love it. Yeah. Ray- Reagan or... Re- Reagan and Watkins, I yeah. don't like that. Yep. <laughs> right away. Not, <laughs> I'm not, not into, into that. Not into that. I don't like this Reagan guy. <laughs> I must know him. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I must know I him. I must know him. Tell me, boy. Yeah, tell what me, What day boy. is it? Oh. Why, it's Christmas Day. And do I know this one? Yeah, you know him. You've known him for a long time. Out of touch. Out of touch. Out of touch. Out of touch. I, time. Time. <laughs> I've, I've said this example before, but Valerie... Have you met Val? Mm-hmm. Yes, on Crashing. Set of... Hello. <laughs> Hello. I like. I feel like I had to do that after we do our Hello. own uh, after our own plugs. Like Crash. set of oh. of crashing Reagan Hello. and Watkins. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I want to do today. Uh, I almost canceled because I was shooting in a pool. I've never done that before. I was sitting on the bottom of a pool. I l o v e d it. Yeah, I love the water. Are you a water boy? I love the water. I yeah. I'd, I'd trust you to like if someone was drowning and you started going, I'd be like, "He's got it." Yeah, you've got the long lean. I'll pale. take care of this. <laughs> I believe it. I got the Michael Phelps frame. You have the. I've, Phelps I've got frame, the longies, which is just P H R A M E. Yeah, you've got the frame. The frame. <laughs> the P H. You've got you know, the long. You know, I need to improve my pH balance, my Pete Holmes balance. Oh, got yeah. that before. Dang it! Okay, Dream we'll get one. Whack. We'll get. We'll get one by the end. There's of one Holmes. Strictly, oh. strictly for my Ho-ho homies Holmes around Christmas. I've never gotten that. Okay, strictly for my homies. Uh, somebody said you should call your fans homies, and I was like, for some reason, I don't. You're like, like that. that is not me. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, homies? Sometimes I... Hey, uh, it's Pete Holmes back on. You made it weird. It's very shocking. What up, homies? What's up, homies? (laughs) Homies. Uh, The third homie to call. (laughs) Third homie to call after this commercial break. Five homies to the new state taping of my special. What's up, Holmes? (laughs) Yeah. Your name's Jeremiah, though. And LOL, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I was singing the Bullfrog song in the B room. Oh, of course. Great song, though. It is a great song. Luckily, it's a good song. It's because, a great song. Well, Nobody's I, like, I got that goddamn bullfrog song in my yeah, head. Yeah, ah, not again. Joy to the world. <laughs> oh, what a negative place to be. I don't like this. Yeah. There's certain songs I don't mind being in my head. When you did the turn down for what? Mm-hmm. Little doo-doo-doo. Yeah. No, my goose. Right away. If I'm in a restaurant and they mm-hmm. start playing that, I'm like, why am I eating at a rainforest cafe? <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get to the last... Ooh, here's a pitch. Okay. By the end of this, we'll have a show for us. Sure. I love it. We're two managers. I think because I'm older, I'll be the, the head manager. Like, okay. What's that called? The general manager? Yeah. And I'm, and a, the, I'm the ASM? You're the, you're the you're my eyes or and I'm ears. a ship lead. <laughs> what's an ASM? Assistant manager? Yes. Yeah. It's sounding a little like the office because that's where we all... Okay, then I'm a shift lead then. <laughs> 
I'm I'm in charge of the scheduling of all the other people. You didn't hesitate. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. And you're like, I'm a shift I'm lead. I'm a shift lead then. Before, like before the thought, let me tell you what makes me feel alone in the world. I and what and what I love about you. Okay, is that I went to a meeting. It was a it was a, a meeting at Amazon, and I went to the wrong Amazon. Okay, <laughs> there's two Amazons. I went to Prime. <laughs> I went they, to Ra- the meeting was at Original. It was very <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it was very. They're like, uh, no, 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 dude. Uh, the elevators at Amazon should look like brown boxes. They absolutely with the should. easy tear tape. Oh yeah. How much research went into that easy tear tape? Probably a lot. A lot. They were yeah. like, I want tape that's like what a pleasure. If, what if you had to <laughs> to pull the tape to get onto the elevator? That's what I'm wanting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah. every, but I thumb it. You thumb it? I go ahead and push my oh, beefy I, thumb right I, in the middle. I finger. You finger. <laughs> I finger my I beef prime. thumb. Yeah. You finger like finger, a swipe? Uh-huh. Because my I daughter, who's nine months, could swipe it three times, and that thing's open. Well, I have the same strength as your daughter. That's what I've always said about my daughter. <laughs> yeah. That she germs down she for has nobody. <laughs> she refuses to germ down for what? So anyway, the elevators, we've covered that, should be the boxes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and when you push the button, you should select Prime. Or like if you're not in a rush, yeah. you can like take the you're Legion. Like, All right, it'll, it'll take me a couple days to get Economy. Yeah. I'll go economy. Yeah. You ever order something and it's like, <laughs> just Amazon rips? Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you're like, oh, they have it, and it's Prime. And then it's like standard delivery and you're like no way no we've become so spoiled yeah why why would i wait no i have we we have this sweet relationship now where you give it to me right away right away you you said you said you're the one who abandoned it you're the one who who wet our beaks yeah and showed us that it's possible that the male industry m-a-i-l yeah has been fucking us forever that they could have been getting us this hot hot shit way earlier you'd order something in the back of a comic book it would be six to eight Days? I know. Oh, gather round, children. Uh, That's right. a week's. Make smoke signals of the other villages to let them know that it'll be there in You're... a calendar week. <laughs> Six to eight weeks. That's how long it takes. Is it to... least a month and maybe two months? It's oh, over yeah. a month. Yeah. Without with either, even at best. You could live in the state it's coming from. It'll still be there in a month. Have you sent a letter <laughs> or a card recently? It Where takes a week. Does to it? Get, it's up up to a week to like. I'll send stuff home to Kansas every once in a while, or my mom will send something and she'll say, "Is it there yet?" I'm like, "No, it's what? not." It takes like up to a week sometimes. Holy shit, stacks! Uh huh. You ever drive through a town? They got instead of smoke stacks, they're just hard human shit. Oh, many and, times. And I've steaming. been all around the country. <laughs> I, I've traveled all around yeah. this great nation. Yeah, it's sometimes great. you see a shit yeah, stack. Yeah, I've had shit stack barbecue, the whole thing. Pretty good, actually. Pretty good. The shit flavor. Even the worst barbecue is good. Bad pizza, still good pizza. Yep, still pretty good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm in the lobby of Amazonia, and uh, <laughs> it actually kind of ties back to Rainforest yeah, Cafe, our pitch, all, all together. Which is what we'll go back to Amazon and we'll pitch. We'll do it. We're the two managers mm-hmm. of the last Rainforest Cafe in yeah. a mall, and we're trying to pull out. All the stops, and if you like, I, we I, realize we get word that if we can't make a certain mark, they're going to close it. Right, and that's, and that's all of them. That's guys, all of we got to save the rainforest. <laughs> that's that is the in parentheses cafe. <laughs> <laughs> save the rainforest. Parentheses cafe. 
and you get really mad at me during an episode because you're like, we need to get more people in here, and I actually get a live gorilla to come in yes. to the restaurant and We're a live lion. Tonally, we are on the same page, mm-hmm. and it works. And it works, but but it there's also a stir. Yeah, there's a stir. somebody gets sent home from an injury. At first, I hate it. Uh-huh. I feel like TV. You know, you can you can kind of fart out some TV. I'm yeah. not saying it's bad, but it kind of comes natural if you listen. Mm-hmm. Just get quiet and listen. Because what I'm seeing is, Act One. I'm like, we gotta get, we gotta do something. We gotta save the last rainforest yeah. cafe. You're like, I'm on it. <laughs> you, because we need an interesting side plot for you. You go on a date. You go to the zoo with this date. You get an idea. You don't say I got an idea, but the scene, the cute, cute meet with your girlfriend, picturing her on roller skates. We push in on you when you're looking. We don't even see the gorilla. We see you seeing the gorilla, and there's just a little wry smile creeping mm. up. That's it. Yeah. This should be a TV show, because that's the WS, the wry smile. <laughs> it's in the corner. Next scene, I'm in the kitchen. What the fuck is all that noise? I'm anti it. Right. There's a live gorilla in yeah, the we dining We gotta get room. this thing out of here. <laughs> I am not into it. But the line is out the door. <laughs> well, that's revealed in line three. Yeah, Act yeah. two yeah. ends with you, who we like. We've seen you on a date. We've seen that you're earnest. Studios are always like, can they be good at your job? You're very good at your job. Right. We open with you like refilling salt shakers and marrying ketchups and stuff, and you're great. <laughs> marrying Yeah, ketchups. you marry some ketchup. There's a lot of holy matrimony between some tomates in there. Whether they love each other or not, they yeah, do it for the red card. For the red card. Oh, my God. Let's let our buttholes on fire. They do it for the red card. I... Uh, Hate you and I fire you. Oh wow! Act okay, two. Yeah. This it is the gets pilot. real serious. Yeah, the we line's got to go on. Steaks. Line three, we do see some steaks hitting those tables because it's packed. Yeah, because <laughs> that gorilla turns out used to work for the circus. Yeah, and it's very mild. That gorilla is going to be played by whoever played Smeagol, Gollum. Perfect, uh, Andy Circus. <laughs> yep. Is it? Yep. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> do you think anybody does like very complicated animal king kong Gollum animations and they're like i work in the circus and they mean him <laughs> and they laugh to themselves as they cry probably in the bathroom yeah so i'm in amazon mm-hmm. that's our show by the way okay do we have a title mm, let's see here <clears throat> rainforest cafe well the, the we have the log line which is just save the rainforest yeah save the rainforest cafe Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I already see us with the hats and everything. Oh my god! The misters going off. It's it. We're trying to turn the least mom and pop place into a mom and pop place. Yeah. We're trying to get it to go viral. Yeah. We're changing the menu. Another episode. I catch you eating at our main competitors' of store because I went in to have a friendly meeting. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. Like yeah. TV can be like flowing water. I went in. To have a meeting. Mm-hmm. I told you I was going to talk with them. Yeah. Because to give us, cut us a break. Yeah. Stop it with the coupons and the groupons. We can't compete. We can't afford. I can't. We can't, we just can't afford. And this is not the American way. Please let us have some of your runoff. You're killing us. I end up having a nine course meal. <laughs> I see the shot that ends act two. I'm eating a dessert, like a huge banana boat. And I'm heartbroken. You're through out the, the window. window. Yep. That's it. Yep. Dude, fart it out. Fart it out. I don't mean bad fart. I no, don't mean bad there fart. There can be good fart. <laughs> there are, I would say a good alone bed fart, that's king of the farts. Do you ever do you ever think of yourself so highly that when somebody else farts uh, and it smells bad, you're like, I can clean this up. <laughs> and then you fart. 
that is a level of self-love I've never even considered. Like, like if, I, I got this, guys. I can right. neutralize this. Yeah. My fart, I've never had an antidote fart. Yeah. I've had an anecdote fart. I've had a fart that sounded like someone was starting to tell a story. I farted in a, in a towel today. I showered. And I this is gross. In the I shower? Those... No, no, no. I was out uh-huh. and I was dry and then yeah. I farted and I said out loud. I was home alone. But home. it was in the towel? It was in the towel. Did you feel like at that point you need to hop back in the shower at that point? It wasn't a dirty one. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Because... <laughs> I've had some like whenever I'm still like in the bathroom or the shower where I'm like, better. Do I need to rinse back we're off right again. Here. You're right here. We're in the pool. I haven't of left the vicinity yet. That's right. Yeah, you're still in the shower. Yeah, I consider you in the shower until you're in another room. Yeah, <laughs> you're shower centric. Shower yeah. adjacent. I didn't consider getting back in the shower. Have you ever stayed in? Uh... But I did say out loud, and this towel's done because <laughs> I don't do that to my family. You don't want the f- you ever no. dry your face and you're like someone farted. In this. <laughs> this is gross, but we're human. Well, yeah. I mean, you go over to it's a gross. friend's house whenever I see their towels up. I'm like, yeah. I better not wipe my hands on it's this. Joe DeRosa bit. Probably... Which part? Oh, really? Didn't touch my yeah. uncle's balls. Yeah, Joe DeRosa. Yeah, Joe DeRosa comedy done. Hey, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ask me what I think about. Uh, I already did it. That's my Joe impression. Just saying it was fine, but you're mad about it. So ask me what I thought about the new st- uh, Spider-Man. We would know you, what's coming. What did you think about the, the new... Uh... Ah, it was fine. That's him. I love him to That's death. him in a nutshell, yeah. That's him in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, I worked, I worked with him on two different shows. Yeah. So I'm like, that, we, we reduced it. Like, if I was a waiter in a comedy restaurant, I'd be like, we have a Joe DeRosa reduction, and it's that. And yeah. it's sticky and sweet, and you love it. Yeah. But That's he loves it. Christmas. Hey, uh, Joe, what uh, uh, you just uh, yelped uh, this restaurant? What, uh, did, what did you think? It was fine. You had you had the prime rib though. Uh, it was prime. <laughs> Amazon. It was here in two to three business days. <laughs> Standard economy. It was fine. God, I miss that sack of sack of donuts. <laughs> He doesn't even eat donuts. He's healthy. We, he's like me. All I eat is kale, and I just look like I just got off of a like a tour of a chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one of everything, please. <laughs> I was told I could do as I please. Sticking my finger in a vat of pink. Yeah. Mm, just mm. as I would, as Jeremiah would open a prime. <laughs> I shall. That settle. will do for my appetite. Are you a candy guy? Oh, I love candy. You do? You yeah, look, yeah, I, I love trust candy. you to save someone in the ocean. I trust you to eat some... Let me guess. I'm going to give a guess. Okay. Don't, don't answer until I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not long. Yeah. You love Starburst. <laughs> you love pretzel M&M's. But your favorite... I'm Jeremiah Watkins. I'm eating candy. What am I eating? Well, what's my process here? What's up? You love a Charleston chew. Oh, man. These are those are what I call hashtag big swings. Uh, the last said, two were big swings. I could have said Skittles. If I know Jeremiah, <laughs> and I think I know him pretty well, he likes pretzel M and M's, the ones that are really, really hard to find at most grocery stores. <laughs> and then he likes to go back in time, maybe to. <laughs> Maybe take a time machine. That's why you put him in the freezer. Maybe put on a top hat. For the future people. Uh, He puts on a monocle and he (laughs) slowly sucks on a Charleston chew. (laughs) Now, that's the Jeremiah that I I know. 
I want him to eat a candy that you only see footage of people eating that candy yeah. on microfiche. <laughs> yeah. Like something that would run before a, a fucking Buster Keaton movie. Yeah. Mm, somebody asked my Charleston mm. Jew. Hey, get over here. That was- Is that a Charleston? <laughs> Is that the dance, Chew? <laughs> it is. It's a place. It's a dance. Yeah. What There's are a you? lot going for it. What are you into? My favorite. What's is, your weakness? Uh, Butterfingers. Ooh, I was right in the shape and length. Mm-hmm. <laughs> SNL. <laughs> right in the girth. Uh, <laughs> the girth of this candy bar. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> I put out a sea chew. Yeah. I put out a Butterfing. Yeah. And I turn off the lights. Right. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> You're going to use that. Jeremiah, you tell me what you actually put in your mouth. And be honest, okay? I don't know. The lights went out. Did you put a candy bar in your mouth? Did you choose something else? I don't know. The lights went out. The lights? No, the lights went out because you can't tell. Not because I'm trying to. It was that no, 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 it's, it's a test. <laughs> you're like you're holding me captive, and you're like, and you're like, I'm gonna turn out the lights. There's two candy bars on the table. I'm also standing right here. <laughs> you choose what you're gonna put in your mouth, okay? Now, I'm not going to judge, but as soon as the lights come back on, you better tell me what you put in your mouth. We dated for six months, and it was really looking like we were going to get physical. Yeah. And that was how I gave it to you. Like, I was like, look, if you're feeling like something's going to bubble up and happen, Mm -hmm. I'm also in the room. Yeah. There's also something that is. There's an option C in here. My dick is about the size of a C chew. That's a very long and thin (laughs) marshmallow dick. Now, there's going to be some stuff on the table. But the lights are going to be out. There might be a rapper. There might be one without a rapper. <laughs> I can't stress enough. Twenty nineteen. This riff is a consensual dating oh, couple. It totally. I signed a and waiver. I can't even <laughs> even Riff Pete, who doesn't exist, yeah. is saying if you choose, mm-hmm. my D is also here. Yeah, he doesn't even say it. No, he says I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful with those. You gotta riffs. be real. Gotta be gotta careful be with those. Real riffs. careful. If twenty nineteen, if twenty nineteen is a riff, Pete. in twenty twenty eight, we're gonna look back on twenty nineteen and be like, like you "Oh, were do you remember riffing? when you could riff? You riff? You could just say things out of your mouth without well, having it pre written." In twenty twelve, you could riff. Yeah, twenty nineteen, gotta be a little. Twenty nineteen, you gotta kind of look around a little bit. Tricky time for the mm-hmm. riffs. Tricky time. The riff police are out to get you. And it turns out they're the regular police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What, so you love Butterfing. I love Butterfingers. That's good. Snickers. I love sour things, like Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, the children uh, of the, the sours. Uh, the cherry gummies. Cherry gummies. Mm-hmm. They're shaped like cherries. Katie? Yeah. Wait, well, are those sour? Uh, no, those are just... Oh, I was staying in sour. Oh, you're staying in Sour Town. And if you're in the, the bathroom, crawlers, you're in the sour. Those are good. Hmm? Yeah, sour bright crawlers, the worms. Don't care for this. Okay, I call that garbage candy. Oh, okay. Val loves garbage candy. She loves those peach your taste covers. Your taste garbage. garbage. That's what I consider. <laughs> your taste will you, will you just reveal if to me that like you like a golden habro bag and that's two for two for five bucks or whatever, and they're giant. That's a bad candy. That's like two clicks from a diagnosis. That Twix, candy. dude. What am I? What am I? What am I, a spy? That's how you find a spy. Yeah. Would what you like I? a Twix? Would you like a Twix? And they're like, no. That's how we know you're undercover yeah. from another so nation. You're gonna, so you're going to say that you are actually going to be the guy who eats both of the Twix bars and not give one to somebody else. I'm going to be bold. Mm-hmm. You're putting that to me? Yeah. I'm happy after one. Okay. 
you can that second one halfway through that second you one feel I'm a little bit like i could have given I this to my friend i could have stopped i could have germed it down yeah for, for friendship for, for friendship for friendship i could have germed down for, for friendship <laughs> the director yeah cut cut uh let's do an alt on turn down for for what was that last thing you said <laughs> like trumpet sounds yeah sure you did like a for friendship what the script says for friendship script eight Scripty for friendship. Mm. It says for friendship. Oh, it says for friendship. Okay. Let's just do it again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just say turn down. But for it kind friendship. of enunciate a little bit. Yeah, more yeah, yeah. You say. Okay. Action. Turn down for friendship. <laughs> okay. Keep rolling. But Jeremiah, I want this note on film because you did it even worse. In fact, turn one of the cameras around to me because we're using this in the movie. Me telling you that you did it worse. Okay. Cut. We got it. <laughs> Then he hugs you. Yeah. Hey, that was great work out it there. It kind of sounded like Will Friendship. Will Forte. Oh, yeah. Well, well. <clears throat> I have to. I'm sorry to morning radio. No, it's you. okay. It's okay. It's, 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 it's totally fine. <laughs> Hanging out with Beat Holmes on the You Made a Weird Show. It's just so good to be here. Oh, my God. Pete, you're like, the, you're like one of my best friends in the world. Oh, I feel like without you, I'm. The last man on earth. <laughs> you are a candy store. Swedish fish. I love Swedish fish. <laughs> oh my God, Swedish fish are one of, they're one of the best candies on the entire planet. And I know planets. <laughs> I won't make you do it anymore. We just watched MacGruber. For the first time. Oh, the first time. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. The, the celery. The, the, the scene. I mean, there's so the many. The first time with the celery, I was like, I was, I was like speechless. We watched it five times in it's, a row. It's uh, But it's not just the celery. It's how they set it up. It's like perfectly set up that he's like, I have an idea. And like, it's the first time that he's going to MacGyver yeah. something. Yeah. And you're like, here we go. One of my favorite reveals in that movie, because there's a lot of great reveals, is the scene where he's having, I believe it's Maya Rudolph, who is the ghost, who he's having sex <laughs> yes. with. And it just reveals him in the cemetery, completely naked, just going, yes! he's having sex he's with the ghost. ghost. You can see, is it K-Wig? Yeah, he has sex with K-Wig. Uh-huh. And you can see her laughing, because he does the most earnest embarrassing orgasm oh yeah like the the joke of like you're coming funny is over mm-hmm. because of will forte will forte <laughs> but she turns her head i just came everywhere <laughs> <laughs> anywho's a woozle well let's we can talk about you <laughs> The worst podcast host. Yeah, yeah, like, like what I mean discovering is discovering in the middle of the podcast. Wait a second, we could talk about you. <laughs> what I mean is, I did That's your weird. your podcast, huh. which is just silly riffs. Yeah, what's it called? Jeremiah wonders. Jeremiah Watkins wonders. Watkins. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Jeremiah wonders. Jeremiah wonders. And which I, I, I got to say, mm. not just saying this. Mm. Ye- oh, not just oh. Oh. people have said Ed. and i have I agreed that it's Ed, one of if my not, not totally, totally ever of all time. of all time well mm-hmm. i think i was promoting my book 
And you I were. was in that mode. You were. And then, like, again, one of the things I love about you is you're just so silly. We didn't even tell the Amazon story. That's what it was. That's yeah. why I was like, we could talk about you? I yeah. had a feeling. Yeah. But this goes into you. Mm-hmm. When I did your podcast, I had just been, like, talking about such deep stuff, blah, 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 constantly. constantly. Yeah. I, I like it. I like doing that. But I sometimes, like, my ship will drift so far from Comedy Island, and then you were the siren on the rocks, and I just crashed right into him, and I, uh, I just... Crashed it, into me. <laughs> that was We wanted that for the le- song for crashing. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You got your stage. <laughs> you walking around like looking around, popping your head in the cellar. <laughs> you in a laundromat with a mic. Crashing to me. That, that's a very different show, by the way. Just by the opening credits, yes. if you put Dave Matthews band on the crashing credits. DMB. Beautiful. <laughs> I would watch that. It becomes very melodramatic, like very quickly. You've got your mic. You've got your stage. <laughs> Time. Close it out again. Okay. Uh, so I'm in the Amazon office, and you're Comedy Island, and you're the best. And I always love seeing you, and you're so funny. So I'm at Amazon, and I'm waiting in the lobby. Remember, it turns out I was in the wrong Amazon. So yeah. I, I missed this meeting. <laughs> really? I, just missed, I just missed up. Did no a secretary or anything didn't tell you? Well, I was meeting with other people, and they tr- traditionally I, – I, I'm an early person. I like getting okay. places early. Yeah. So I'm sitting there for like 15 minutes, and I'm texting them. I'm like, are you guys close? And they're like, we're almost there. I'm like, okay, I'm the first one here. Uh, it's 15 minutes before the meeting. And – while I'm sitting there, I'm waiting, and this is what I see happen. This guy is holding like three bags from the counter, which is a burger place, and he's telling the story. He's like, "Oh man, I got a room full of very angry people, very very hungry, very very hungry." It's like the last time I used Postmates, and they're like, "Really?" And he proceeds to tell, like, no joke, like a ten minute anecdote about how long it took to get this food. And I'm sitting there. What? See, you get it already. Yeah, of course. You have the fucking food. You have to get it to them. Get it. Get it. Anyone would know. Get the fucking food. I'm watching these shitty cold burgers just get shittier and colder. The fries are getting hard. The shakes are spilling out the Milkshakes side. Milkshakes are just becoming milk. That's yeah. just sweet milk. That's just sweet milk. There ain't no shake to that milkshake, brother. That's sweet milk. There's only sugar in that milk. <laughs> you could make a milkshake out of what's in that, but brother, yeah. it's not a milkshake yeah. anymore. And he told it. With like deep, it's not even a good story. He's just like, yeah, I got a text from them. They're like, your order from Burger King's been canceled. This is verbatim, and he's like, uh, I didn't order from Burger King. I ordered from the counter. And okay, so eventually he leaves. I swear to God, it was ten minutes. <laughs> Nobody's laughing or anything. He's just kind of telling his banal story. He leaves, and then the secretary at some or I, I hope that's the right term. I watch a lot Front of Mad Men, so I say secretary. Yeah. So the madam, she's, I think I'm at a brothel. Yeah. So the madam. So the mistress at the front, she starts entertaining me. <laughs> she brings me a complimentary drink and says, I like the cut of your jib. I'm surprised you have to pay for it. I say, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Weird Seinfeld reference. We're having a lot of fun. So anyway, she says something to me at some point, because I've been sitting there for 20 yeah. minutes, and she's like, isn't it nice in here? Some joke like that. And... um I go, yeah, it's nice. I go, how about that guy, though? 
you don't have to you don't have to tell a ten minute story about how the food uh, was so late. And then she, I forget exactly what she said, but she said something that made it so clear that she had no fucking idea what I was talking about. It had just happened, and I was like, you don't got to tell a 10-minute story about your food light, right? I'm like, get it out of here. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> Something that not even in the ballpark of like that was yeah, a joke like, acknowledged. I'm trying to relate to what you just went through. I'm doing a joke yeah. about your life yeah. for you. And you just go, and you're the opposite of that. That's my compliment. I hate the feeling where you're just like, jokes are for everybody, not just comedians. Jokes are these little tests, especially for certain personality types. You, you're you hitting these ping pong yeah, balls. Little branches, people, extending the people. And you're just looking for the others. Yeah. You're going, anybody silly in here? Just hitting pings. Hitting some pongs. And the person at the party or the meal or whatever that starts hitting them back you go i want to go over there so that pong went flying right into the amazon you garbage just spiked it right between her eyes and she goes go, huh? <laughs> and i was shocked at how alone it made me feel i got over it almost immediately but i was like "Ooh, i mean i got over it i mean i did i know i did still talking <laughs> yeah, about still talking. it <laughs> no i'm not I'm not in my pajamas right now. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> I am. Oh, my. Look at my 80s print. These are my. I love like, it. Smith's my. I saw those and I was like, you got me think of Saved by the Bell. They so do like, look like something. It's all right. Yeah. Like Kelly would put it's it on for their wedding. <laughs> for this her is her like wedding. their lingerie. Yeah. Because it's got to be tasteful. Yeah, it's I mean, this, so is, Zach. this is like Lisa's clothing line. You mean the clothing line they put in the lockers mm-hmm. and everyone in a turtle. would hide because mm-hmm. Belding would come in the room and yep. Zach would have a button that closed all the lockers? <laughs> timeout. I miss the timeouts. I see I that show in two phases. Pre When he was doing timeout, mm-hmm. well, I see it in four, uh, three. Did I say two? Yeah. I meant to say two, but I really meant three because there was Good Morning Miss Bliss. Oh, yeah. You into it? The OGs. That, I that first it. year. It was like when The Simpsons was about Bart. And then they realized they were like, this is that kid. I'm jumping shows. But mm-hmm. they're like, I think it's really about him. I get the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy to follow. Yes. So you're a real ping pong silly boy. Are you trained in the provs? Where do you get this majestic steed? <laughs> like, what is your deal? Uh, I have to, I also want to say that, like, I, sh- I shortchanged you because, like, I always knew you as a as a store guy, yeah. And now I play the store all the time, more than any. I, Largo is my my home, sure. And the comedy store is sort of where I go and second, I guess, second yeah. most, yeah, for sure, second most. And I love it. It's the only. What, what, what am I giving an ad for the fucking comedy? What I'm saying is, I used to just think it was like a dingy sort of like boys club. I think a lot of people did. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you were there, I was like, you mean that fucking dingy, like guilt by association. So stupid. It's one of those things that's right. stupid that human beings do. And as I got to know you, I was like, oh, no, this 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 guy would fit in anywhere. Yeah. So what's going on? What is this story? How did you end up there? How did you get into comedy? Yeah. So uh, I had a love for improv like in high school and college. You are a sweet prov. Yeah. I, lo- I love doing improv. So that's where I got my start was was doing just like classes and stuff like that. And then when I moved to L.A., uh, I actually just hit my 10-year of living out cans. here in L.A. Yeah, in the cans. 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 <laughs> so you, what theaters are there? Comedy sports? Uh, I didn't do comedy sports, but if I would have stayed in Kansas City, that was the route that I would have gone. 
Which is why you got to leave comedy. Which <laughs> <Just laughs> why you got to get out. I'm just kidding. I feel no, like no. comedy sports, I, I'm it's joking, a of, it gets yeah. a bad rap because it's, it it's, it's not high improv. It, yeah, it's a, it's short form, which is like very gamey and very, uh, it's very audience pleasing. They do it like on a lot of. Totally. Yeah. If but, a corporate event is booking improv, they don't want someone to be like, this is going to like so, kind of wrap around. Yeah. And we talk about Saturn in the first one and in the third one, yeah. we're on Saturn. Right. This is what a herald is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, <laughs> and like I'm boo, eating shrimp. I'm eating Trump. Hey Harold, they're talking about you again. <laughs> He's eating shrimp. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> audience participation. Oh, no. Okay, so no shit. No, not to give too much shit. Um, some of the funniest people in the world do comedy sports, but it's not. Yeah. It's not exactly. It, it hasn't produced too many of the. People yeah, it's usually know, it's usually uh, people do it and then they'll move on to uh, longer form, like yeah. later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So uh, I did when I, as soon as I moved out here to LA, I was twenty and I started taking classes and interning at Second City like right away here in LA. Yeah, Second City, LA. So you moved from Case Kansas, uh huh, for the K- Kansas K- K- Kansas K-K City, Kansas. K- Kansas City. Don't say KK. <laughs> no, don't don't say the third one. No, 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 and so you started doing it there. Why did you start it? Why did you start? Just take me to there. You're in high school. Mm-hmm. You're in college. Yeah. And how did you find improv? I found. So I. Hey kid, hey you kid. like yes hands? <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing you want to hear from a van. <laughs> hey kid, you like the yes and? <laughs> I've got an idea for you. Hop in this van real quick. I got a butterfinger. I, I got a butterfinger. And you can make a choice. And in I this got some... scenario, the man in the van has been dating you for six months, and he's surprising you. And if you're really into kinky stuff, I've got some sour bright crawlers if you're human garbage. <laughs> you want one of those peach toilet seats that Valerie likes? Huh? Who? I haven't done this in the podcast yet where that joke is established. Right. You're in high school. <laughs> okay. We're going back, back, back. Huh? I didn't get back to the future until I watched Stranger Things, where they're like, because he has to go back to the future. Because mm-hmm. everybody's like, he goes to the past. You, you, didn't get, you didn't get the title? I didn't get it. For all these years? No. To be honest, in my defense, <laughs> didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Great, Scott! But it should be go. It should be called Going Back to the Past. You know, that rolls off the tongue, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> going a Back to the Past. A Robert Zemeckis film. I have a note! About the greatest franchise yeah, yeah. in history. Excuse me, real quick. Call it going to the past in a car. Great. Now, I do like how literal it is. I had a girlfriend that saw Christopher Lloyd and she wanted to go up to him and say, uh, I love Modern Family because the producer of Modern Family is named Christopher Lloyd. It's not that Christopher Lloyd. And uh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> Because I really didn't, I, at that point in the relationship, I really didn't like her. So I wish she had done it. So he could have been like, that wasn't me. <laughs> I get this every day. I'm not that Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> you are a true talent. Okay. So you're in, how did you get into improv? Uh, you know what? I researched some of my favorite comics and their background. And Who so were they? They were guys like Chris Farley mm-hmm. and uh, Fat Gut. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do them all. And uh, and and Steve Martin and Jim Carrey. Those hey. are obviously on the stand up side. But oh, uh, here's but, my Jim Carrey. Alrighty then. Oh, <laughs> <So bad. laughs> yeah. Alrighty then. Alrighty then. <laughs> 
That's good. It's all right. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Your number's still nine one one. Yeah. Uh, keep going. Chicago. Is that in the second one? The second one. Not I the- always like the second one more than the first one. Wow. It's even- I know. That's a garbage candy move. Whoa. Whoa. It's really hot in these rhinos. Is that where he's born out of a rhino? Yeah, the second one. I thought that was in the first one. Yeah, that's right. You do like the second one more than the first one. You know what I don't like about the second one? What? That I think we can both agree we should change? Okay. The cliffhanger beginning. Oh, they just did that. Just don't to... lock in. They did that for the pre the, for the trailer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Don't do it. Don't bake in cliffhanger. Right. You're Ace Ventura. Yeah. It's, cliffhanger should be baking in you. Yeah. Look, the Monopoly guy. <laughs> <laughs> now you're remembering all of your favorite lines from the second one. I actually think I I I think I smoked smoked to the dope and watched the hey, second yeah, one. Smoke to the dope. That's the other compliment I had about you. We we can do a dare campaign because when I did your podcast, yeah, it was I don't know two hours of just constant laughing, and I oh, was yeah. like, sometimes you think you need. I don't mean to sound like a fucking cop. Sometimes you think you need weed to get silly. Sometimes you just need a silly Billy. Yeah, I'm smoking weed. Well, Val is very, very silly. But if I'm at a party or something, I'm smoking weed because there's no silly billies there to get me there. Yeah, organics <laughs> to get you there. Organics. I yeah. just want. I'd rather get there organics. Of course. So you're in, and you notice that Jim Care, uh, Stevie Mars, <laughs> Chris Farley, and then and I, Chris Farley. I then I, f- I find out that Chris Farley went to a place called Second City. This is the and same then, as my story. Yeah, and then John Belushi and you know Gilda Radner, John Belushi and sounds Dan like a Aykroyd. Give me the Belushi. And, you know, guy, can I get a uh, Belushi? You want a thick or thin slice? Just kidding. It's only hey, thick, baby. Yeah, it's thin mayo, please. I'll have a Jim Belushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, well, can I get a side of the John Belushi? <laughs> the Jim and the John. Give me a Jim. Can I get give a, you a bag of cold burgers from the counter. Oh, why? Oh. But it folded in the callback, it so did. I went for it. So you went for I'll it. I'll take down Jim Belushi. I'll take down this whole town for a dang callback. <laughs> Don't you get me started. I'll burn bridges everywhere. If I get that one more laugh in, we're set. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. So uh, I started taking classes at Second City, and while I was interning there and taking classes there, I started doing stand-up. And then it became a simultaneous thing, but... After a while, I realized I was like, I'm going to get mediocre at both of these things <laughs> if I don't really gravitate a little bit more oh, towards I see. one. I thought you were like, that's my Oh, plan. that's my MO. I'm going to get mediocre LA, at both of these Become things. another mediocre improviser and stand-up comedian and blend right in. Just as they always say, one foot in each pool. <laughs> um, one foot on two doors closing. So that's inter- this is very similar to my store, Comedy Store. Eat. <laughs> this is very similar to my comedy story. Mm-hmm. Don't park there, it's Mitzi's. It's me, Donald Trump. Don't park. Okay. It's me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Peter. <laughs> Peter, don't park there, okay? It would be absolutely terrific if you wouldn't park in that spot. <laughs> Aren't there more important things for you to be doing? Yeah, you're the president. Than to make sure no one parks in Mitzi Shore's yeah. spot yeah. in the comedy you're store. You're a lot. parking lot guy. At Get the- out of there! Holly is doing a drop in tonight. Argus Hamilton's spot is right there. Excuse me. Gabriel Iglesias is going to park his off road vehicle there. Dave Chappelle's going to come in. He's going to bump you. Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. That's a forty five minute bump. 
I got, I got bumped by Chappelle and T.I. once, and I'm like, well, I can't even be angry at this. This is Chappelle and T.I. He can do whatever he wants. Yep. He Almost worked. Almost. What is T.I. doing? He can do it. I can see where you, you got are. it. Yeah. What is he doing? What? He's just friends with Chappelle. What did he do? Did and he they went up, up there. Him? and Yeah. Yeah. And just we're just kind of riffing with him. It's kind of what Chappelle does with like John yeah. Mayer. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The silly time. Yeah. Yeah, loose. 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 Loosey goosey. Like stools after a foreign meal. <laughs> if I have a foreign meal, stick the meat and potatoes. That's what I say. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get loose like a John Mayer ship. <laughs> is this still Trump or is this a mob movie now? <laughs> you have to have one of those loose stools, huh? <laughs> Hit you upside the head. And uh, Dude. All of a sudden, uh, what's going on here? I, uh, I thought I ordered American. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Tough guys have to talk about asinine shit too yeah of like, course you ever get you ever, that letter in the mail that says you want a million dollars and for a second you think maybe you did win maybe for a second maybe for a second and you open it up and it's just magazine subscriptions yeah you ever get one of those calls from uh, one of those foreigners and they're like you want some money and I'm like well where's this money coming from and then they keep you on the phone a long time and you're like uh, I need to meet you where scenario is that people have been this calling ha- you <laughs> this happened to me once what uh, uh uh this guy uh, was a telemarketer he's like you have won a lot of money uh, that's and, not telemarketing that's i don't straight I, scamming yeah straight scamming he told me to go to my bank like he like i he i and i was like i knew right away it was a scam i kept this guy on the phone for 45 minutes i had nothing better to do oh and and i'm like yeah i'm i'm there i'm at the bank what what do you what do you need I'm like walking him through all the steps. I'm like, I'm in my car. I'm doing this and that. And meanwhile, I'm just like typing and doing other things on my computer during my day. And you then are the king. Yeah. And then uh, finally, I'm like, listen, man, I know this is a scam. Stop doing this to people. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And what did he say? He got really mad because I just wasted, you know, 45 minutes of his time. I was like, don't do that to people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he got he yelled at you. Yeah. He's yeah. What did he say? Uh, I think he called me a bitch or something like that and hung up. Wow. Yeah, man. But he America. <laughs> what if you were like, I know this is a scam, don't know. He's like, I can't stress it enough. It's, it's not, not a scam. A scam. <laughs> it's not I, seriously. Jeremiah, Jeremiah. It's millions of it's dollars. Millions of dollars are at stake. Whatever, buddy. Yeah, all right, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he starts crying. Yeah. You missed out. Yeah. The nightly news I turn on. Millions of dollars have been found on a red X in Echo Park. <laughs> what? <laughs> the note for Jeremiah Watkins, love telemarketer guy, was promptly discarded. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they read that? I don't know. Uh, okay. So, improv. And then stand up. I stopped doing improv because I was like, it's going to be hard. I, I, I had a couple of reasons, but I'm going to throw this one at you. Okay. I didn't, I liked action. I'm the guy who like goes to a casino and I want to play a lot of hands. I don't really do that. But like if I go to a poker night, I get, I get juice out of like, I want to play I, like lots of hands. So improv was like one hand. Nine hours. It felt like one. So stand up right. was an easier way for me to like. You can't get, get as more. many reps in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Action. Yeah. So yeah. what was it for you? Uh, I think so. I had a great improv group where what was unique about it was all of the improvisers within the group were also stand up comedians. Ooh. So it gave it a little bit different flavor than some yeah. of the other groups I had been in. But it, meaning no one ever showed up to the shows. <laughs> 
yeah. I got a mic hey, and a man, waffle I got house. another. Sorry, man. Look, uh, David Tell's cousin's brother said I he could promised open me for a him. possible eight minute okay. <laughs> Lauren Michaels is supposed to be there. Yeah, uh, keep going. Yeah, it got to a point where it was just they were starting to conflict too much, and I was like, "Is that true?" Yeah, where the the shows were, I was having to like say, "Ah, I can't do your stand up show because I've already got this improv show," and then it'll be same on on the flip side of things as well. And I was like, with my stand up, I've always been super loose, and I improvise a lot within my stand up, and I'm like, "Well, I'm kind of getting the both the best of yep, both worlds totally. by being able to riff, and I'm like being like a one man improv show." And you're then I have material with the audience. With the audience, That's they're always, working with me as my team. Your you know? partner is the audience. Exactly. That's once that clicked for me too. I was like, oh, you don't need it to be some other. Uh, you don't need it to be another waiter. And uh, <laughs> you don't need another. You waiter. don't need another one. Come on, I'll you can be find the waiter. a waiter in the crowd. <laughs> I guarantee. Guarantee. There's a waiter there's in the a waiter. crowd. Yeah, and they might be working that show. They might be riff with them. <laughs> Riff with them. Former team members. Like, oh, we could have been something. <laughs> but I mean, then you're like sharpening your instrument. Yeah. But you're also keeping it fresh and light. All the things that you like about improv. Yeah. Because I don't know if you read. Did you read Truth and Comedy? No. It doesn't matter. It's not like a. It's not a must read at all. Mm-hmm. Um, shots fired. <laughs> oh, <whoa. laughs> bow, bow, bow. Pete Holmes takes down Truth and Comedy Shutter on the latest. You made it weird. <laughs> Pete Holmes on Twitter, <laughs> not Twitter. She's on Twitter. Yeah, um, but uh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, they say in that book, they're like a stand-up comic is just like a traveling salesman slocking jokes, and that's sort of like was why I didn't want to do stand-up. I kind of read that. You read that and you're like, like, oh. That's true. That's like so sad and sterile. Then I was like, even if you're saying the same words of a joke, you're improvising the timing and the and the performance. It can be as fresh as you want it to be. Yeah. And and so it's not just improv that has the market cornered on Yeah, there's total... And what what's... The, if you want to like get really like I do. geeky about it, mm-hmm. the way like the way you get into bits can be different every single night you do it too. Whether you yeah. like sometimes I use the audience as a vehicle to get into a bit, or it's, it's it you know, or it's the my the way I my excitement level varies a lot because I do like those late night spots at the comedy store. You can't be at a thousand for those late late spots sometimes yeah. because they're literally looking at you like I've seen. Yep. Two hours of a show, this literally doesn't make sense for you to go this hard. You don't yeah, need to go right. this hard. Yeah. Like talk to us like a person. You yeah. don't have to like lay it on that thick. Speaking of comedy books, I read this book. It was by a guy named Jay Sankey, who no disrespect to Jay Sankey, he he is a comedian and he wrote a book, but I've never heard his name mm-hmm. <laughs> since I read that. Yeah. I, that's not like what it sounds right, like. I'm right. not like, fuck that guy. But yeah. he wrote a really good book about stand up that I liked, and he had this thing i guess what i'm saying is i was expecting at some point to meet jay sankey yeah like i'd be like and i'd be a little starstruck same with judy carter who wrote uh, the stand-up stand-up comedy the book or the stand-up comedy bible or something all of the guys that wrote these books it's weird when I you don't run into, into them. them you're like i like i'm out all but the you know time. you know yeah. what comedy's like it's it's a, it's a small community you meet everybody you meet everybody at some once point you're, you're gonna meet everybody yeah it's very insulary and i keep looking for sankey yeah that's my new documentary searching for Sankey. hey sankey you hey, dead man 
Hey, there he is. That's a Sanka. Yeah, man. That was a Cool Runnings reference that I just I did. liked it. Sankey. You seem Sanka, like a guy Sankey. who would like Cool Runnings. I love it. And that's a compliment. Val yeah. loves Cool Runnings. It's great. I just want to do karate kicks because I'm so happy. What was I saying? How high is your kick? It's higher with the left than the right. Okay. I'll tell you that. All right. The right, it looks like, oh, he's going to need <laughs> hip surgery. <laughs> the left, you're like, wow, he could take down a hornet's nest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but got... it's goofy. It's not threatening. It's, yeah. ju- it's a good comedy kick. Yeah. If there's a movie we'll, scene we'll, bit... we'll have to do some high kicks together because we'll, we'll... I, I love high kicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do a lot. We'll do a lot. In the cafe. In the cafe. That's the name of our show. In the cafe. We call it the cafe. The cafe. Trying to get the least cool restaurant to be relevant again. We yeah. get Hillary McDuff to come. Is that a person? <laughs> Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. McDuff. McDuff is the. Is that the beer on the Simpsons? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, who's old? We were talking about improv stand up, and then I forget what I was saying. It doesn't matter. Shots fired. Oh, he he said. There's some nights. There's a chapter called Base Hits, and I think about it all the time. There's some shows where it's late. Especially when I was starting and I was going up at the Boston, it would be 1 a.m. Just like you, following Chappelle, following Intel, all these all these L sounds. And I would go up and they're so tired and there's literally six people there. Yeah. You can't go up and be like, what's up, fuckers? <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> Who's having sex tonight? Yes. <laughs> Fellas. Yeah. You mean fella. There's yeah, one there's guy, one and guy three women and yeah. one of them is dead. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a Netflix docuseries. Yeah. Ooh, did it. <laughs> <laughs> Which comedian Is it announced by killed. a ghost? Ooh, did, did it. it. No rest for the wicked. Keep going. So <laughs> we're telling your story. You got into the prov. Yeah. So did you? Were you excellent at it? Did you shine? I, I had a yeah. I had a teacher who uh, in college where you know when you need like a little push from somebody who has even remotely been down an entertainment path. Yeah. I had a, I had a, I had a, a very nice uh, improv teacher in college and uh, acting teachers along the way. I've been like on stage since I was a little kid, like doing plays and different like dramas and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What was your first? Mm, I was uh, I was in uh, I was Peter and Heidi. That was one of the the Peter ones. Peter and Heidi. Yeah, in the in the play Heidi. You just making up plays now? No, that's a. Play. I was in the play uh, Heidi. That doesn't sound real. You've never heard of that play? Nah, dude. But I didn't know what Back to the Future meant. So <laughs> don't don't listen to me. Okay, keep going. Uh, I was in. Uh, Why were you in these things? Just because you you were a, a dazzling young boy. I had the razzle dazzle. You had a prance to you. Yeah, I had a little, a little uh, spin a little and a pep twirl. And a step. You had some pep. Yeah, and you wanted to shine. Yeah, I like I. I grew up loving like I did like uh, uh, like public speaking and and uh, the, the <laughs> like any kind of acting and choir. I grew up doing and I grew up like Cause I, you, playing sax like in band <laughs> and stuff. So been a been a little performer for a long time. And your parents were into it. They were into it because. W- in our family, nobody has been performers or really? seeked anything in entertainment. Out comes Long Lean Jeremiah. Long Lean Watkins. <laughs> Feet first, baby. Feet first, Like a baby. long, lean leg. Like a water slide. It's coming right <laughs> it's out. It's coming right out. Like a scared child on a water slide, because uh-huh. the daredevils would go head first. Mm-hmm. You're going... And then you came out and you just started blowing on that horn. I just started blowing on it. And doing plays. And they loved it because they were a religious, right? Yeah. Grew up, yeah, grew up religious. Yeah. I went to a, a private Christian school from preschool to seventh grade. And then eighth grade made the switch to public school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. That right? must have been scary. 
Yeah, it was, I mean, I was way different. Grade. Yeah. I was, was like, it? well, it was just like eye-opening because I was like, the girls can wear shorts here? This is crazy. Uh, you don't have to cut up a hot dog wh- to eat it? <laughs> Whoa, this is... Yeah. Wow. Wow, this is wild. Look go with that banana. All natural. Whoa, there's gogurt from the tap here at public school. <laughs> 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 Handles of gogurt. <laughs> Is that strawberry or is the vanilla gone bad? Whoa. I yeah. actually, yeah, the one the the first couple of days I went to uh, public school, the lunches there, I was blown away because everything at my former school was like a dollar fifty. It was you got your chocolate milk, you got every you know you, your main, your side, your fruit, <laughs> you got everything for a dollar fifty. Mm. This was a different time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to public school, and I didn't know that everything was itemized. <laughs> So I oh. went, and my mom, you know, gave us like thirty dollars to put into our school account. I spent the first thirty in the first day because oh. I got pizza and chicken strips. I was like, "This is the coolest school ever! Oh. You just get whatever you want." And yeah, I spent it like immediately. And my mom's like, "Oh, why do you? It's gone!" Like, cause I like I went the next day with another huge playful, and they're like, "You have no funds in your account." I'm like. Oh, oh no! This is how this works. What did you do that day? I just kind of, you know, I don't break it. No, yeah. you didn't eat. I don't think I ate that day. You didn't eat. I think somebody gave me some food. There was like, there's a nice kid. They're like, "Hey, Jeremiah, you want to sit over here with us?" I was like, "Yeah." That's how you made I your do. pals. Yeah. Hey, I'm Max with two X's. I'm <laughs> radical with a little bit of tude. <laughs> And he, he skidded up to hey, on a... you want a tater top? He's wearing these pants. Yeah. You wearing me undies lounge pants <laughs> in the uh, 90s? Um, that's decades before the company yeah, was founded. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm laughing about. Lisa's... It's like like the Back to the Future, the, the me undies guy got in the that. car and he and he, and he gave like, okay, there's going to be a company called me undies. <laughs> Here's a pair. Start Keep telling all your friends. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get Buzz going. <laughs> we invented a time machine to get Buzz going about micro-modal fabric. <laughs> and you're like, kill Hitler. Uh, go on. <laughs> I so, keep saying go on. Go on. <laughs> go on. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I was... Uh, so I had Oh, a, a and teacher. your family was into it. And you were yeah, a family, teacher. What were you going to say? A teacher? Into it. Oh, and teacher you were also talking about your gurus. Yeah. I just had a teacher in college and some, like... Uh, different uh, acting teachers and stuff along the way. I had some great broadcast and filmmaking teachers in high school that they kept telling me like, this is your thing. You have, really? you have like a gift for this. Like they went out of their way to tell me beautiful because I was, I was like in high school, I was winning uh, like uh, short film and broadcasting awards at like the state and national level. Cause we had a really good program and we would send stuff out to festivals and stuff because of your talent, like on camera talent. Yeah. But I also would, edit the videos with a couple buddies and they would like we'd direct each other and stuff like that so it was like kind of like an all-inclusive like we're directing we're producing we're editing and acting in our own stuff yeah and we were winning awards like at a lot of these different festivals and stuff and i had different teachers that were like this is your thing you really need to pursue this you're really giving me flashbacks to when a teacher would be like you're i remember a specific this high school they were like you need to make an ad for an or an ordinary thing and we made an ad for dirt like you can make an ad for water or dirt or air yeah it's like a way to trick us into doing science basically right whenever the teacher was like you can make a video i was like yes yes Yes! oh my yes 
And I still remember it. I did. Uh, I had a buddy who. Uh... <laughs> yes! Yes! It just feels good to scream. It feels great. I love to scream. I had a buddy who he had a uh, uh, a history assignment where they're like, uh, you can make a video for it. And uh, he told me, he's like, you want to make a video with me? And I was in it with him, and we shot it, edited, and it went to the class. And uh, it was like a long video. And the teacher uh, goes, who's that other guy in the video? Because I wasn't in that class. (laughs) And he goes, oh, that's my friend Jeremiah. He goes, he knows he's not getting credit for this, right? Hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just love making videos. I want yeah. to help a lot of buddy. Like the, it, a it didn't register. They couldn't believe they that could not believe want to do it. That somebody wanted to go out of their way. And I was like, no, no, I like, yeah. I love these teachers. I had a teacher. Her first name was Mary, I think. And I was in a uh, like a news production class. Yeah, I, had, I was in a lot of broadcast classes. Broadcasting yeah. is what it was. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was just, the anchor of Tiger TV. It was one of the first things where yes, exactly, Tiger. That's like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that was our mascot, ti- the ti- the Blue Valley High School. Did you get the Max pre when there was a guy named Max or post when there yeah, was yeah because that's a very different time because there was a guy named Max doing magic. Yeah, he was after Bliss, but before Screech is the principal. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, we're getting deep in the bell. Deep in the bell. Go to bell. Go to bell, <laughs> Mr. Belling. <laughs> when I wake up in, in the, the morning. morning. <laughs> we don't know that second line. And I'm the only time. Damn, when I'm out of my chance. They don't know what I'm doing. If I can end it in the morning, it'll be all right. It's all right. Why? Because I'm saved by the bell. It's all right. Because I'm saved by the bell. It's all right. Because I'm saved by the bell. Just white people singing like R&B legends. Because I'm staying by yeah. the bell. Thank you, Herbert. Yeah. That was kind of a, that name could go any race. I should have picked a whiter name. What is a really white name? Like you'd never meet a black guy Elliot. named. Elliot. <laughs> 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 well. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met a black guy named Elliot. There's got to be one. There might be. Give it a goog. Yeah. But he probably, he probably wouldn't go by Elliot. Like the full, I don't know. Maybe Elliot. Like- yeah, Elliot is a very dork. Yeah, it's a dork name. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of different racial dorks. When we were growing yeah. up, it, we uh, dorks cannot I be limited like to one race. That's there's, true. There's that's a lot true. of there's race. a lot of dorks out there. This is, this is the <laughs> message I want to get out yeah. there. Listen, kids, dorks can be any race. I want to see Chinese geeks. <laughs> I want to see Puerto Rican dweebs. <laughs> Black. <laughs> and he just but he just keeps saying like I was gonna say a bad like a, a, a bad word for a dork. Um and I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. Well that's fine. But it's my choice. Yeah. Uh okay. So you shown in broadcasting mm-hmm. and then you started doing improv. Yeah. And then you were on a team with a bunch of stand ups, which sounds like a nightmare to me, to be honest. It it became eventually. Uh we we uh we still give crap to one of our our stand up buddies who's in the group because he literally said to us he's he's like he's like as soon as I blow up I'm never talking to you guys again he said that he said that to us and we wow. still give him crap to this I can't day, believe day. you're on a team with Joe Coy <laughs> I don't know why I just picked a successful Ray, comedian <laughs> really nice I'm never is he great I've he's never so met him nice. I've so never nice. met him Joe name check not personal <laughs> just picked a successual comedian yeah 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 uh, I've, that's another that's a Sankey for me. Yeah. Never met Joe Coy. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. yeah. I've done uh, a couple shows with him. He's super nice. I believe it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
Yeah, that I, I would. I, I hated whenever I improvised with other stand-ups. They would they would dominate well, and they would try that's and a force bits the into it. The longer they were doing, the longer you are doing stand-up, the more the rules start to of improv kind of wither away from your core because mm-hmm. you kind of forget. So like, because I improvised recently with some other stand-ups and it was a nightmare. It was yeah. absolute. I was They're like, this is horrible. Yeah. This They're just looking for the angle. They're not looking or, for the Yeah, the angle the or scene. the joke. I'm like, no. The joke. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not the angle of the scene. Play the truth of what's happening right here. Dude, but I they would it. have easy outs with like, and then I did this. I'm like, oh, man, this is killing this. They just want to break the yeah. break it yeah. instead of make it. Yeah. Make the world. Um, yeah, that sounds terrible. So you got out of that. Got out of that because we all started getting busy and having our own shows and stuff going on. And uh, I was doing a lot of open mics, and then the comedy store, I started going there in uh, the summer of 2011. Why? I had some other buddies who had started to go to the open mic there, and I had already been up there, and Jim Carrey and, uh, uh, and Steve Martin, who I mentioned earlier, their names are on the wall there paid regulars and i i had gone up there a couple times and i kept hearing about this place and i was just kind of drawn to it because all of there's so many names of comics who i grew up loving watching i'm like yeah well if they were here then i should yeah. be here did just you like read living uh born standing com- up bo- not born standing up comedy at the edge or i'm dying up here the book i re- read i'm dying up here comedy at the edge is like it's almost the exact same book, but okay. it's like just more info. Yeah. They're good books together. And that made the comedy store really cool to me. Yeah. And well, the improv. Yeah. So I I was reading uh, I'm Dying Up Here while I was going there. And I was like, literally like while I was like signing up for the mic and stuff, I'm like, this is so cool. Dude, we hit, we're of the same cloth. Because when I'd go to like stand up in New York, I'd be like, this is where Seinfeld told Orny that like the Glenn Miller story, you yeah. know, like, I, I had such reverence. Yeah. And that's why I waited to go to New York for a long time because I didn't want to perform there until I felt worthy of it. I had made it like a huge thing in my head, which I actually think was useful. I knew a lot of people that would swing in, do a few spots and leave. And I was like, once you show your neck to Lady New York, she tells you when to leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's no, I, I, I waited. Um, I went there once to do like the, their potluck, their open mic there. And I realized I wasn't ready yet early on, like into my standup. And I waited another like year, year and a half before I went back so I could build up material. Dude, you're the king. So I waited. I love that. And then because I was like every week, first impressions are huge. And I had a a friend who was hosting the mic that said that uh, I should come and I got randomly drawn. And uh, and I did okay, but I was like, I got to stay away from here. I don't want to be seen yet. And I built up. Nobody, I feel like nobody does that anymore. Everybody's like, not only should I be seen, it should be filmed. Like you see, like bad uh, stand up on all YouTube. The time. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I, I've scrubbed Delete so that. much old stand up, yes. and there's still some clips out there that I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I That's I true. waited because I want to build a material, and uh, if I was like hypothetically, if I start going up, I'll need a new three minutes every week, and the talent coordinator at that time said, hey, I like what you're doing, but I, he said some people repeat uh, jokes. He goes, you specifically, you need to not, he goes, you have a very like, he called it like a potent act or something like that. He goes, do not repeat material whenever you come back in and do stuff. So every week I was coming Why back. Why did he with, pick you to do that? 
because he saw that I was like an improviser and that that I had the ability. You, you like you best when fresh. Yeah, you're like milk. Yeah, yeah, best when fresh. Best when fresh. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't leave me sitting out for a while. No. Otherwise, yeah. But, and it gives it that urgency and that energy. Yeah, so I start, I would I was writing like crazy every week as a challenge, and that's how I built a bunch that's of new also material. Helpful. It's great. That's even if it is a challenge. You know, somebody could be like, "I guess I can't go there" because he told me I. You know, it depends on how you take that. Yeah, you took I, it on. I took it on. I was like, "Oh well, I really like if I'm riffing. Like some weeks I can riff the whole set, or some weeks I can riff and then only do like a couple minutes of the three minutes of material." So yeah. I just saw it as like a fun challenge. Yeah, and then I was there from 2011 to uh, every week signing up and doing the potluck, and uh, they have like a middle section called friends and family. Do they rig it? It used to be. It's it's truly. Uh, it used to be political and, and very rigged back in the day when I was signing up. Mm. Like if you knew somebody, you could get up. Right. But the way they do it now, it's literal lottery system where it's pulled out of a bucket. So. Oh, on stage. Uh, no, like uh, by the door guys uh, before the list gets put out. So outside. it is rigged. It could be. <laughs> I'm guessing there might be a couple spots that yeah. might. You know oh, I'm not I mean? trying to blow yeah. the whistle. I'm saying yeah. we did an open mic in New York. And yeah, we yeah, yeah. Every fifth person would yeah, put like, up oh, a ringer. This guy's good. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to sprinkle in some. Now that I think about it, we used to go through, find the names of the people that we knew and liked. It would, not all of those people would go up, but there'd be two random piles. Yeah. So it'd be pulling from. This is, this is kind of dirty, but I'm saying it just to be helpful, I guess. Yeah. You'd pull from the randos. Most ninety percent would be randos. And every once in a while, you'd be like, "Tip for the good sakeness, sakeness of the show." Yeah. Every five, six, seven people would pull from the a rando from another pile of the people we knew. Well, I think it's also it's more of a good lesson for anybody who's a comic who's coming up. Like, you need to be likable and a good person to yeah. be in that other pile yeah. because yeah. If you if you have a certain attitude about you, you're not ever gonna even get that extra chance. I agree. It's a little bit of a chance, right. like in that other pile. So you might as well have a good attitude about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's exactly why I'm saying it. It's not fair. So work with it. Yeah, like be a person who does well, who's nice, who doesn't, you know, get drunk and shit on the like one of the cocktail tables. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then maybe, you know, you'll be in that other pile. Oh, that's old Peter Dumpstack over there. He took old a... Joe Coy. Like twice. <laughs> it's like, what? 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 <laughs> he took a dump on a cocktail table. And on a copy of Truth and Comedy. Oof, it was pretty rough. It was rough. It's real rough. Helped the book, though. <laughs> book sales through the roof. <laughs> Can I get the Coy version? <laughs> uh, okay, that's interesting. I like this. Tell me about your fam, though, because you're, you're weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what's weird about you. That's yeah. Who that's, cares about comedy? Yeah, yeah. With it's people don't care. Yeah, right. I want to know that you were told that you were going to burn. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Tell me what you were told. I definitely. I, I remember being so afraid at moments growing up of going to hell. Yeah, of course. Be, like I like I would think all the time uh, if you know when you wake up as a kid and you can't find your parents sometimes right away. Like, mm-hmm. like you call out and you're like, they're like maybe in another room or something yeah, like sure. that. If I called out and they weren't there, I thought the rapture had taken place yes. and I was go- like, I was left every single time. Complete like, speed agree. Yeah. So with you, I, I'm working on a joke right now about how Christians are ahead of the curve in so many ways. Huh? And one of them is when the earthquake happened here. It wasn't here, but it, you know, we felt it a little bit, but the epicenter yeah. was over there. Um, everyone was freaking out on Twitter. And I was like, all the Christians I know thought the world was going to end at least once a year our entire lives. Yep. And we're used to, like, I'd get out of the shower and be like, Dad! And if he was, I was like, 
Christ came back and I'm, yeah. I'm left behind. Like we were so doomsday minded that when it comes to actual material threats to the world, we're a little ahead of the curve where it's just like, yeah, the world could end at any yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that was something I knew when I was five. Like I've been seeing the signs, you know, of of the those people holding signs like he's like Jesus is coming back. That's like right. anytime I've been seeing yeah. those signs for so many years from That's people. Right. So we've learned how to like manage our panic, I guess. Yeah. Because I thought anytime I was jerking it to the Sears catalog. Dude, mine was Kmart. Yeah. Kansas Kmart. <laughs> Kansas Kmart. I miss those days. That like, just like a wholesome... I had a binder. That you kept <laughs> of jerk clips? <laughs> it was kind of serial killer-ish, if you think about it. Wait, of Like what? that I would tear pages out of like my sister's magazines. And stuff. And put in your binder. <laughs> you put in my my. That was my porn binder, and it was like Mandy Moore and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, Jessica wow, Simpson. Oh yeah, different different pop icons of, of the, the time. Classics. You don't want to. You're just, not just masturbating to their shape, their success. Their success too. You <laughs> oh, so many tickets sold. <laughs> Break that glass ceiling. <laughs> Oh, I love a strong woman. <laughs> can I get a plus one? Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, well, yeah, baby. One more time. Oh, God. <laughs> that Britney Spears cover, I feel like. Remember that cover of yeah, that she, CD? When you look back, it's you're like, like inappropriate. Oh, it's very. You're like, she was like 15. That's yeah, so it's weird. Inappropriate. It's really. It's, that's why you you're have, just You're being a temp. You're being a temptress to dads across America. It's fucked up. It's really weird. That's why I like your Billie Eilish. You know, you know who that is? Mm. She's a teen. She's a 17-year-old singer who I like. And she, like, wears baggy clothes. It's like the anti-Britney yeah. Spears thing oh, where it's right. like, fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's No, we're not yeah, doing that. We're not there yet. But I remember even when it was happening at the time being like, that cover is, like, going, like, guess what color my undies are? It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's really. She's in a skirt in a very non-skirt-friendly position. And it's and also some weird a schoolgirl, exactly. which is a fantasy for so many people. That's right. It's just like, oh, you're asking That's for right. sexualization. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, I'm into it! Because yeah. it was the fucking 90s, man. Yeah. We, we, we thought differently. <laughs> or maybe we thought, I don't know, maybe people still think that way. So anyway, you're jerking it to your binder. Yeah. What kind of uh, family was it? Who was running this spiritual <laughs> ship? Now, what kind of jerking were you doing? Were you lefty? Doing... <laughs> lefty, right? Righty? What was the question? Sorry. What kind of... who Whose idea was it that this was going to be a spiritual family? Mainly my dad's. Ooh! Yeah, yeah, Bold, yeah. not expected. Yeah, mainly my dad's. I'm scared of a super religious dad, but I have a feeling yours is okay. He... Yeah, he he's also... Like, my whole family has got... Like... They're, they're, They've evolved. Yeah, it's very, very different than it used to be. Like tell, extremely okay. different. With that in mind, tell me how it used to be. So how it used to be, we used to go to church three times a week. What flavor? What flavor? Church. Oh, so it was Protestant, but it was called the. It was this this sect called uh, Church of God Holiness, which is a little bit more strict than like uh, a Baptist church. C O G H. Yeah. Cough. Yeah. <laughs> you guys going? <laughs> Hey, uh, do you want to welcome to the congregation? <laughs> three three times a week, I'm all like, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> the doctor? No. <laughs> we don't believe in that. We don't believe in that. Uh, three times a week. Sunday? Yeah. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Ooh, all Sunday. Yeah. Bye-bye Sunday. What are we doing yeah. in between those services? 
you would just either we would my mom would have like some kind of lunch prepared like uh like when we would come back and we have like a Belushi's, family meal a couple Bel- a John Belushi a Jim Belushi a Ron Belushi if you got a real <laughs> a Joe Coy which is yeah. just a shit on a truth and comedy <laughs> whatever you want whatever you want whatever you want uh you would do also other people who went to the church you'd do Sunday afternoon like kind of function stuff that's kind of what i was thinking like you're not really you're getting not, a break from the no. church folk like there would it's be like a church, lot of church, church and then like social church sunday potlucks and luncheons where it's you like would triple church. afterward yeah so you wouldn't even get home until three or four p.m you'd have two hours of downtime then you're back at church at 7 p.m god so it's yeah did you and your dad was into it yeah did because, he grow up grow up that way or was did he find the he's lord the, later he's the son of uh, god. missionary <laughs> my father is, is the, the son, son of god, god. wow it, which is you know me being the grandson a little Ooh. awkward grandson. i want to be an actor that's another movie idea for i want to be a comedian jeremiah the grandson of the god the grandson of god <laughs> Once removed. like this hip guy once removed. Oh yeah, yeah I know. Like, yeah, my dad is Jesus, but he gave a sermon on the mount. I'm giving a little chit chat on a hill. <laughs> Grandson of God, is this thing on? <laughs> Not quite as good. Yeah. Um, okay. You were saying, Dad, how did you get five thousand people to one of your shows? I just need to get five. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you fed and them. And you fed them? Yeah, and you fed them. Yeah. I got the ref. You got it. I figured you would. I believe it's three in one of the gospels. Yeah. You know what makes my dick go inside my body when people are like, it's 3,000 in one of the gospels, it's five in another one. And I'm just like, Bleh. I don't care. Yeah, when it's down to that nitpicky of stuff. There was a time, it's called the deconstruction period, where people are like, and that didn't even happen. I'm like, Okay. Now and here we are, still stuck in a fucking mystery. Oh and yeah, they're like, but the centurion story was added by a scribe. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna fart in a Vitamix and see if you can taste it after 20 minutes of blending. You fucking dumb towel fart. I can't stand you. Did you did you uh, grow up with like a specific version of the Bible, like King James version or the we New International? We you were, were a Niv, Niv family. We were a Niv, mm. chocolate Nivs. Mm-hmm. What were you? We originally we were King James version, and wow. then there was like there's a lot of weird like off ones. You know what I mean? Like modern the kind message. of versions. Yeah, like different stuff like that. That like <laughs> my like uh, like there was one new version that my dad gave me. That was like because it was a big deal when like somebody gave you a Bible. Yeah. In in the family, like I remember that a Bible or a gun was a a big deal. Wow. You know what I mean? Those were really? like yeah. I you got a gun? I used to be in the NRA as a kid. Whoa. That's a real thing. NR8? Years old. <laughs> NR8? What? <laughs> I remember for my 12th birthday, I got a double barrel 20-gauge shotgun for my grandpa. What? Yep. Did he pull it out of his one pant leg and you're like, that's why you were walking funny. Wait a second there. You had a little bit of extra steel down there. Because <laughs> you know that. It, yeah. Shots fired. That hip is not right. That no. We could tell from your kicks. Hello. So you gave you a, sh- a working shotgun. Yeah. Loaded? <laughs> no, it didn't have uh, uh, shotgun shells in it. But my my dad like all, like gave me a box of ammo. He we got like a box. You of You had for ammo. It. We always had ammo. Like if you wanted always to, you could have loaded it. Oh, immediately. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. yeah, it was a very like also being from Kansas as well culturally. 
it's so much more normal. Like I look back on it now, I'm like, that's you know, like I remember shooting guns at a very young age. Mm. Uh, but you know, other people will hear that who grew up on like the coast or something, and they're like, that's terrifying. Which it can be if you are not, if you don't have somebody who's really. I grew up on the right coast. And I'm kind of like that's pretty. It sounds like if I was a kid, I would have thought that was pretty awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I remember shooting a 357 Magnum at like <laughs> at like 13, and I was like, this is what power feels. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I I understand. Yeah. As much as I am all for, what do you call it, common sense gun control and all that, and mm-hmm. obviously things need to change, um, I, I, I'm I not like, what are people on about? I wanted to do a joke where I was like, I feel like most of the country um, that's pro-gun, I try to empathize with them, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I think they feel about their guns the way we feel about our phones. That's, yeah. And I'm yeah. like... If someone was like, no phones, like, like you'd be like, "That's great." What are you gonna? You could you could yeah. call someone with a landline, yeah. you know? Like you'd have all yeah. these other like, yeah, yeah. Because I really do spend time trying. But the other thing that I think is interesting about guns, and this is probably just cultural, it's movies, TVs, and stuff. TVs is that like it does fill a gap in your subconscious as a power thing. I'm talking about dreams. I dreamt about guns. Guns were in my dream last night. Mm -hmm. Not in like a grotesque, violent way. But if I find a gun, just like a video game in a dream, I'm like, yeah, Yeah, I got it. Because I kind of, I'm like somewhat lucid. So I'm like, all right. Like, I know it's not like, I went and shot guns and I was shaking, like, like frightened. How how recently? It was a couple years ago. Yeah. Five, six years ago. Were you nervous? I was a grown man. Yeah. And first time? It just, the adrenaline shooting through me was incredible i'd like to do it again yeah but i couldn't really manage the fear but, that but i want to do it like a, a reenactment of ghost like somebody behind me yes <laughs> and i want to be shooting pottery yeah <laughs> but Play pigeons i and my friend Ern, who did this podcast he we did it for his bachelor party or something yeah. he was shooting and every time he'd shoot he shook his head like like an involuntary, he'd go bang, and he'd go no. Like he like I do not like this. Like oh, we're wow. two like super New That's England like dome, liberals. Yeah. And but I'm, what I'm tr- I'm trying to empathize. I'm trying to be like I understand it. I get yeah. that they can feel fun or cool, and at the same time, I'm like Jesus Christ, we need to do something about. Yeah, I there was definitely like I look back on some stuff in my childhood, and there was like some pretty extreme views with like religion and certain politics and stuff. Like I, I remember we did, and we did this for years. We did something that was called the life chain, which was a pro-life chain. Holding hands around an abortion clinic. It wasn't around a, a clinic. It was like on the, a busy intersection in Kansas city. Mm. And everybody would be holding up signs like, uh, honk, for pro-life like adoption the loving option different stuff like that like Mm -hmm. and it was like a a few blocks of people Mm -hmm. from the church Mm -hmm. that would go out and do that and i remember doing that for like multiple years as a kid growing up and then our reward would be mcdonald's afterwards wow yeah yeah okay so you're really helping i do spend a lot of time like just in my downtime trying to cultivate compassion and empathy yeah right so obviously I'm a West Coast liberal. I'm I pro gun control. I'm pro choice. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And I try to keep it loose up there. Mm-hmm. There was this girl uh, who followed me on Twitter, 
And I don't know. She did something like she voted me into Comedy Central. Like she single-handedly voted me to the top of the Comedy Central Presents. Like it was this, and like I, I, so I followed her on Twitter. I still do. So I follow like a couple, just what I would say, just regular people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, I don't know where she's from, but I remember being like, I don't know if it was her or somebody on Facebook, but I remember being disappointed when Obama was running and she had some tweets like hashtag no Obama. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so weird. In my experience, everyone's so excited about Obama. Right. Like I couldn't find anybody that, and I was like, when I see you say that we would hold hands and say uh, adoption, the the loving option or yeah, whatever, yeah. I'm like, that's just me with different friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, So when I saw this person and I had the benefit of like, we had this positive association with each other. She was a fan of mine. I know that's kind of trivial, mm-hmm. but this is back when I, I didn't really have any fans. So she's one of my first fans. So I, I kind of like, like, I do like this person. And then I see her doing no bomb and I was like, hmm. It makes you just kind of play it out. What situation would I be in where I would be of course. feeling that way? Well, you're very conditioned by your environment. Of course. So if somebody's telling you over and over to believe a certain thing. And we want to be liked up, and we want to be accepted. you want to be a part of it. You don't want to be like this rebel or be considered the bad kid. Which, you don't want to be kicked which out of Which all goes into of the if love. you're the bad kid, you're going to hell. So it's all this, this circular thing yes. of, oh, I, wanna, I better be in line. I don't want to question authority. Christianity was my first um, experience seeing groupthink. It exists in lots of different ways, mm-hmm. and it obviously exists in liberal ways as well. Like, we believe in this, so therefore we believe all of these things. And there's very little uh, – this is not a political podcast. I don't want it to be a political podcast. But I'm just saying there's very little room to even say, like, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? I, I've joked that, like, pro-life has such, such better PR, like pro-choice – Versus pro-life. Like, everybody's pro-life. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Like, everybody is pro-life. Right. Even right. people that think you should be able to get abortion are pro-life. Just has such a better name. But, it, like, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, as someone who was pro-life for so much of my life, mm-hmm. I understand the pro-life argument. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, But, like, I don't hear a lot of conversations of people being, like, instead of just being, like, those people are wackos, being, like... Yeah, I get it. Like somebody, in a, if I was growing up in a certain community with certain people, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's 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 uh, get some ab- uh, adoption signs." What I'm saying is, I get it. Yeah, well, I think that's probably why, personally, I have so much perspective on everything is because I grew up so religious. But later on, like my parents got divorced, and uh, around the time like, I was a junior in high school, and leading up to that, like a couple years leading up to that. Like, you could tell, like, the marriage was, like, gonna end. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I'm starting to see, like, there's, like, holes going on, like, in the in this relationship where, like, as a, even as a teenager, you're like, oh, there's some stuff that, you know, might not have them together forever. You start seeing that, and around that time, I started to see, like, my parents drink and stuff mm. like that, and I'd never seen them. Like, everything, basically, that they condemned... I saw them drink and because I saw them smoke weed and smoke no cigarettes. Shit. Saw my mom. Because this, yeah. this is exactly right. Please please remember where you're going up yeah. with that. What I'm saying is ideologies are one thing. 
individual experience when you're so you have that you're living in an ideology as your family, but then you see life happening. What I'm saying, I also grew up thinking being gay was wrong. Then you oh. start meeting gay people, but everyone I knew that thought being gay was wrong didn't know any fucking gay people. Although we all That's look the other way exactly. on our very clearly lesbian drummer in the worship team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Of course, it's easy to make someone pro life if you don't know anybody. That's in a pinch. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's in yeah. a situation where they're thinking about getting an abortion. It's just, it, you're just talking about ideas. And your parents are just talking about ideas until a marriage starts to go south. Now you're drinking and it looks like you're heading to divorce. Do you understand? Yeah. That's what I say on this podcast all the time. A pastor is anti-gay until he has a lesbian daughter. It's Dick Cheney true. is anti-gay until he has a fucking lesbian yeah. daughter. Ideologies are one thing in life. This is one of the most basic things, but life is another thing. But when I see people stuck in a swamp of an ideology, I'm like, yeah, if I'm 18, I don't know any gay people. I don't know any anybody with an unwanted pregnancy. Yeah, I can be anti-gay. It's, I can be pro-life. Yeah, it's easy it's, to say these that. Are just ta- we're just talking. Yeah, we're just talking. You just, this doesn't affect you just me. hit me with yeah. 15... Heartbreaking statistics, and I'm just sort of like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. And next thing you know, I'm I'm standing in a line for, for nuggets. Yeah. Then life happens. Then you really see what what people really believe. But we have to have compassion to see past the groups that we identify with, and know that there's a complex, three dimensional person behind every party line and every belief system. Yeah, including ours. I definitely, I mean, I definitely was in the same boat as you, growing up, where. Our family didn't have any gay friends, and it was taught in the church, you know, very wrong yeah. to be gay. And my uncle was more liberal, because I remember my dad at one time, like, Elton John was on, he's like, oh, don't listen to that. That that guy's gay. <laughs> wow. I was like, Elton John? Wow. You know what I mean? You didn't know Elton John was gay? No, I had no idea. And because I was just a kid, I'm just like, you know, this is around the time Lion King and, and Circle of Life and all right, that stuff. I'm like, right. this guy's awesome. Yeah. And then my uncle was like, you know more liberal and open he's like he goes he goes i have a lot of gay friends jeremiah and i bet like if we were in a group of people you wouldn't be able to even tell which one was gay and which one was not buddy and it was one of those things where that's where like i started to kind of learn like about it and stuff like that before i moved to la and i my one of my first roommates when i moved LA was gay and it was one of those things that's why it's so funny when I see the map of how we vote and how we think about different issues and you see the little clusters of blue of course I'm like yeah but those little clusters of blue are so many people yeah you know what I mean you're like look at how red it is and I'm like yeah but the blue I don't know what the actual division is but the red map with the blue sparkles doesn't accurately reflect because those blue sparkles are very dense places but those places are where a lot of the gay people are there where a lot right. of the right different different groups all merge and converge into the cities because there's so many people you're just really i remember when i was a waiter at bennigan's i, I it's 2001 i just got married because the lord told me to and by the lord i mean my mother and i moved to chicago with my my child bride she was 24 i was 22 and i met a very non-flaming gay guy and I yeah. just didn't know what to do. By no, the way, I was never anti-gay. Right. I just, I, that's what I'm saying. There's that's the person, told. there's the ideology. I'm just yeah. kind of like, I remember just being like, well, it's not natural because it doesn't make a baby. That's what I was told. Yeah. It's like, well, nothing comes of it. Yeah. As if my parents weren't boning down for recreation all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Like every time you pull out, what's that about? You know? So anyway, not my parents. Get them out of here. Actually, I'm going to picture it. Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Holmes. We'll be right back after this. I'm into it. Uh, yeah. Um, Mrs. Holmes. I remember, and forgive me, whoever this guy at Bennigan's was, but I did a, a, a show. Fucking comedy, man. I love it. I did shows at gay bars in Chicago because my love of comedy was number one. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't even conflicted about it, but I was like, this is a little weird. I'm like this Christian kid. I'm 22. Don't know any gay people really. Didn't know any, uh, many other races. And all of that was filled in at Bennigan's. Not just Monte Cristo's. I'm making new friends named Datron. I knew a Kishwanda. What I'm saying is, now I know. I don't want to brag, but. I knew a Kish. I know some ethnics. I knew a Sunday. S U N D A E. There were some great names. I already said Daytron was my favorite. Daytron's a great Kenyatta. Name. Great Kenyatta. Wow. These are good names. Anywho's all sorry, it did sound like I was bragging, but what I'm saying is my my eyes were opening to a different Of world. course. And then I meet this uh gay guy who what the best way to say non flaming, and I said to him, This is what I feel bad about, but I, I he knew what I meant as I was like, I wish my mom could meet you because where I'm from, I didn't say this part, but I was like, the implication is because where I'm from, gays are thought of as like, hello, like Paul right. Lind types. Yeah. And you, you had the same experience, which is like, it's not the birdcage. It's all, not all Nathan Lanes out there. Yeah. There's, there's every type of gay people. There's, mm-hmm. there are black Elliots. There are black nerds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we grew up as people, as ideas. As just as just thoughts, and then you can make thoughts whatever you want. That's that's what thoughts are. Make I had whatever uh, you want. I was uh, working. I used to work morning radio in Kansas City, and I had this uh, uh, progressive uh, DJ boss basically that was around the time where some gay marriage. Uh, uh, politics were going on in the nation, and it came up as a topic. And he goes, "What do you think about that?" And I said mm. on the radio, "I said, uh, oh, I." Well, that's you know my belief. I don't think gay people should be married. And he goes, really interesting. Uh, okay, um, that's good to know. He's like, why? Like, I'm like, oh, it's this on the, the air. Race. This is on the air, and this is in Kansas City. And uh, and he goes, uh, all right, I'm, I think I'm going to do something special for our Friday morning show. Let me see if I can organize it. He had two gay guys come in. I'm doing karate kicks and make out in front of me because I'd never been around gay people before. He had them and he had them come in in full leather. Oh wow! Make out in front of me. I was hoping for something a little bit more mild, but okay. no, no, this, this is, is very, very extreme. Radio. It was very morning shock jock radio. I thought he was just going to have you say this kind of with humans in the room. No, Keep so going. then after he had them make out, he goes, "All right, tell them what you just told me a couple days ago," and I was just like. I, I I don't think that gay people should be married. And like we talked about it as a topic on the show and it was like my first experience with like kind of really being introduced to, I had n- never been around yeah, gay people before. Yeah. And it was my first introduction being like, oh, this is like, I need to evolve where I'm at with my brain. And it was like the best prep before, it was shocking, but it was the best prep that could have, got me ready for LA just like life experience you know what I mean just having context for something that I know nothing about my first mother-in-law my ex-mother-in-law was so Fox News so anti-gay and I was like you've never met a gay person right exactly and I used to picture her stepping between two men that wanted to get married or two women that want to get married yeah 
what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you doing? It's just a concept yeah. that gives you identity. And that, and people love the feeling of identity and the feeling of belonging. And we're, we're just back to the schoolyard. We're yeah. back to my Obama tweets. We, we want to be part of a group. And when this is why it comes up on this podcast all the time, but I'm fascinated by this. They did it on NPR. This woman would go around and find people that are, I'm almost done for the listeners that have heard this before. I'm almost done. <laughs> They'd say how 10 out of 10, 10 being the biggest, one being nothing. How anti, uh, uh, I think it was abortion, are you? Mm-hmm. And they'd say 10 out of 10. Never, no one should get an abortion. And then with the, the people that were going door to door, some of them, they would have them tell a personal anecdote about how they had had an abortion and they'd tell the story after they had sort of like ingratiated and talked to them and gotten to know them a little bit. And after that exchange, they w- a lot of them would go back to one. They'd tell the story of how and why they personally got an abortion. Yeah. And by the end of the conversation, the person had flipped completely. And this is why we can't get enough of these like bottled up stories where two unlikely people are stuck in an elevator. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what cities are. Cities are a bunch of us stuck in an elevator. It's like, you want to be anti-gay in New York? There's 75 of these yeah, people what are you doing? on yeah. the subway. Like yeah. It's a different issue as opposed to... Would you like a Big Mac? Come hold this sign. It's very different. And on both sides, I see love. It's different. One is wanting love and wanting inclusion and wanting safety and wanting... I, I, also, I also see some closed-mindedness, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I see people wanting to belong and, and wanting to have a... Whatever. And then on the other side, I see people having love, obviously going like, I love you and you're different and I see yeah. you. But I see the potential for that love shifting from one side. Yeah, to the other I mean, I, so I've been in LA like over ten years now, and where I'm at mentally and with my views and everything is so different from how I grew up. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, and it's kind of cool to kind of have that perspective and kind of like that's how I feel like I'm kind of well versed as far as like I've been on that other extreme, which is what gives us compassion for them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, when I say. These uh, gun-loving, pro-life, anti-gay right. idiots. I'm like, you mean you yeah. from ages zero yeah. to 25? Yeah. Like, that is valuable to me. Mm-hmm. It was me. I'm ta- It's only me. Mm-hmm. Just different versions of me in different situations, with different teachers, with different experiences. But like... Don't cast them out of your heart just because they, even if it's something ugly that they believe, it's just you in a different situation. And and we can meet in that place that's behind whatever fucking thoughts are floating around. You're not your thoughts is what I'm saying. Your thoughts come and go and they change and they evolve and they shift. And and there's something deeper that we actually are that has nothing to do with the clouds going by. Oh, that cloud says, I don't believe gay people should get married. Okay, talk to you in 10 years yeah, when you yeah. meet Julio, the amazing gay yeah, guy. Yeah, after you meet like some of your best friends <laughs> yes. who are all gay. Let me know when, you're, when your brother comes out to you. Yeah. And then where did that cloud go? You were the sky the whole time, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were the sky. You were the sky. That's the, oh. That is the biggest thing that I want to shout from the rooftops is you're not your beliefs, you're not your thoughts. That's, that's my whole thing. Yeah. Enjoy them, play with them, dance with them. Don't get lost in them. It's not you because I've been so many me's. So many. I used to think my youth pastor 
was was one of my father figures. Mm-hmm. I love my dad, but he was working a lot, so I would look for dads. I still look for dads. I love dads. Like I love male figures in my life. Judd is one, Conan's one, my therapist is one. I just have like dads. I enjoy them. But in like a powerful position, like giving me advice. Like I look for that. So my youth pastor was one of them, Mike. And Mike very casually in his very shitty 1984 red Jetta that I kind of callously was like, if you ever want to sell this, high school kids would love this car. And I'm like, I just said that to a 34 year old man that was like, I'm going to keep this car and give it to my kids. I'm like, this car is going to be on fire by the time we get to lunch. Yeah. Anywho, he wasn't making a lot of money. He said, I don't believe in gay marriage because the, this is such, this is such a sugar coating on just like bigotry basically. Because the tax breaks are to incentivize child having children. I wish I could just go back and be like, gay people can have kids. They they adopt kids. Yeah, they can adopt. Yeah. Or they get a, what's it called? A, you know, when one of them has that, or you know what I'm saying? A donor. Like in vitro. A surrogate. A surrogate. A surrogate. Thank you. They can yeah, get a surrogate. Yeah. There's lots of ways for them to, there are all these things. I still have these debates with people in church. The biggest one being one of the volunteers in our youth group. So God love him. Well-meaning. You know what I mean? So he just had some clouds that I disagree with. Who knows where he's at now? And at that time, he was a DJ. And I was just listening to Smashing Pumpkins. And it played uh, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is that that Bullet with Butterfly Wings? So he was like, I love that song, but it's such a negative message. I won't play it. Even though he's a DJ. So people would request it, and he wouldn't play it. Really? And he was like, it, because he says, despite all my rage, I'm a rat in a cage. And I was like, I still wish I could go back and talk. Not really, because I have to live everything again. I, I'll stay here. But I wish I could. <laughs> I'm good now. I'm on I'm the other good. side. I'm fine. That's, uh, that's, uh, I'm content with it right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'll, I'll keep this. I'll I, keep I, this. I used to struggle a lot. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to go back yeah. to the past. In a car. <laughs> I'm not that Christopher Lord. I'm not that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like... Have you read the Bible? There's so much despair. Job, fucking Ecclesiastes, the book of Ecclesiastes, or Lamentations. Lamentations! It's a book of complaining. It's a book of like, where are you, God? I'm lost. You've betrayed me. And it just ends that way. And you won't play this? Like, I hate what happened to Christianity. It got turned into... It became so corporate. Man. It's so corporate. <laughs> it's so corporate. You man. are so funny. <laughs> I just hate that Christianity became choices like that. Like, and I just don't think that glorifies the Lord. Like, I don't think so, dude. Everything God is in everything. He's in despair. He's in rage. He's in. Uh, he's in all of it. Like fucking. I don't know. I mean, end of the day, I, I always just try to go by E-O-T-D. the golden rule. End of the day, is that golden rule? Is that true? Yeah. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Yeah. And. Uh, that's why like, as well. I do some. <laughs> do you know? Listen, all I'm gonna say is, <laughs> do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. It's so good. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, that's why I do like that segment on my podcast, the kindness challenge. It's 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 all about like people write into the show and share. Uh, things that they did for maybe a stranger or uh, somebody in their life. It can be mm. big or little. As long as it's contributing something positive to society, and I'm all about that because I'm all about like positive energy and just like like being nice to people. I think yeah. it, it comes back to you so much, like being just nice karmically. Nice. Whatever religion you are, just literally, if you're nice to other people, people will be nice back to you. Yeah. Bottom line, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like I try to live life like that. Yeah, I think, and it feels rewarding. Like it really does. Like right, you know. I know there's so many basic truths that I'm finding to be 
really deep as yeah. I get older. And one of them is like, just fucking be nice. Yeah. My, my parents used to say, uh-oh, I'm going to say something positive about my parents. My dad always used to say, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I'm like, that's fucking A, right. It's really true. Yeah. And I was actually disappointed, a little disappointed in myself. I was at the comedy store and the door guy didn't recognize me. So he kind of like came up to me abruptly. Assertively, kind of like, yeah, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to my car. I didn't even say it that bad. I was like, I'm going to my car. But I was like, I wish, I want real time niceness coming out of me. I don't want, and then I went, I'm sorry, man. Like, even though he was kind of in the wrong. Yeah. That's the situation where I want to be so overflowing with light that I just want to be like, I get it. I'm sort of in the right to be like, fuck off, man. I want to care. I want to be so, I don't want it to be something I think about being nice, being yeah, good. It just, I just want it to be my default. That's the work. As I just want, like, I want it to be like, you can wake me up in the middle of the night and I'm just like, not like here yeah. and open. And I did okay with that guy. All I said was, I'm going to my car. I think there would have been a time when I would have been a little bit more like, I work here. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I would have felt that. Anyway, yeah, being nice is nice. The other one is like doing the thing is is the thing, not finishing it. That yeah. is, that's a big one for me. Yeah, actually doing the act. Yeah, but like even doing comedy, it's like, well, I'm building up to a special. It's like, no, just do this set. Make this crowd laugh. Yeah. Do this well, one do, joke. Be in, the, be in the moment. I'm all about being in the moment yeah. to each situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your parents started smoking weed and drinking, and then what did that do to the fam? I mean, they were having some Why did they do pro- it? They were having marital. some marital problems. Yeah. And, I, and it, my mom was the one in our family who, when I was growing up, she could talk my dad into not making us go to church certain times. You know what I mean? Uh, like she was the one that who we go to like, "Mom, do we have to go to church today?" And she's like, uh, "I'll talk to your dad about it." You know what I mean? Why did he want to go so bad? He was the son of uh missionary parents. So his his Ooh, MK. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so his his mom and dad, my grandparents were missionaries in the Cayman Islands. Wow, good yeah. choice. So I know, right? Of all the places, like I guess I'll play, pick this beautiful place <laughs> to be a missionary. Yeah. Wow, islands, water. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, like Book of Mormon, and then they go to Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, after that, so he he got it thick. He got it thick. Missionaries. I mean, that's that's like money where your mouth is. If we don't tell these people the gospel, they're going to burn forever. Yeah, and we're going to go to the Cayman Islands. Yeah. So your dad grew up. He got it real thick. And then he gave it. He passed but it on. Your mom wasn't as into my mom it? didn't. Uh, my mom didn't grow up super religious, but she, uh, she, I, you know, I think that she loved my dad so much, and and also she, I think she wanted that for like differently than her upbringing. I think she wanted some kind of like institution for her kids. So and she stuff was like that. drawn to it. I think she was drawn to it because yeah. also she, I think she liked the idea of us like. There's a lot of good things like when you strip everything away from religion, like where when you're teaching like that to like little kids and stuff, if you strip away like a lot of like the doom and gloom stuff, it is teaching to be polite and a good person and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think my mom really enjoyed that 
element totally. of it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like having good kids. And stuff there's like always that. that moment in '80s movies where the family's out of control and they're like, "That's it, we're going to church." Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. I was like, "Oh, my mom was trying to get ahead of me, starting a fire." Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. It still works. <laughs> like to a certain extent, me being polite to that guy is because my mom was like, "Learn this song about." Pink and yellow, black and white, they are and precious dress inside. Jesus, Jesus loves the little children of the world. Pink and yellow. <laughs> uh, what was one of those morning songs that I? Uh, oh, there's so many of those 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 Sunday morning. My church, morning. we sang. Can't get to heaven on roller skates. Was what? one. Oh, you can't get to heaven. Oh, you can't get to heaven on roller skates. On roller skates. <laughs> What do you do? That was uh, I don't remember the rest of the song. That's so funny. It's like, like, it's like the Armageddon, the only, yeah. and you're you're alone, and the world's burning, and you yeah. know you're gonna die, and you're like, how does it go? You can't get to heaven on roller skates, but how do you get there? <laughs> how to, do I? In the last moments of your life, yeah. Uh, you got to <laughs> pass it to carry the one. <laughs> um, okay, and then so they start having marital problems. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's when. Kind of everything that I grew up with them saying don't do, I ended up seeing them do at some point. How did they, you see, how old are you? I'm a teenager this time. Like this started Can you happening. see them ripping bongs? That came a little bit later. <sighs> like that, that came later, like where my mom would be like smoking weed with my sister or something like that. What? Yeah. It beca- dude, it literally flipped and your dad too. Degrees. My dad too. I'd never seen him drink, and uh, dad I saw drinking. Him. Um, I no, not. A, um, I think my my family has some. My family has issues with alcohol, like in general. Uh-huh. So I've yeah, I've seen them right in general. Have I just some. wondered if it was like I'm free and I'm having a mimosa, or if it was like dad's in the corner with like one light. Well, wasn't quite like that, but there was hey, like Jenna. it wasn't like it wasn't just like. Fun all the time, you right. know what I mean? I understand. Yeah, but he was off the leash. Did he yeah. stop believing what he believed? I know we can't he stopped really going speak to church. He stopped going. Yeah, that's... so he's like me. God didn't hold up his end of the bargain. His marriage is falling apart. Yeah, and he was like, "Fuck it." Yeah, completely. Except he didn't like... become a successful comedian. <laughs> that's weird. You know what he should have done, dude? The alternate timeline, man. <laughs> he should have. You're gone the into alternate comedy. timeline. Oh, my dad, no. <laughs> son, crash into me. That's his series. You <laughs> You got your stage. <laughs> That's my dad peering into comedy clubs and then being oh like, "List God. is full." <laughs> I don't know. Yes, you know alternate, know I mean? reality. The alternate reality. And then what does he do now? Uh, he is he a fisherman. He has <laughs> he has been in sales his entire life, but he uh, he works at UPS now and is remarried. My mom's remarried. Okay. Yeah. Is he religious now? Yeah, he's back in the church. He's back in. Yeah. So he married another priest. Uh, I believe so. I think uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Let's I, not, so. I don't want to put you on the hook. Yeah. I'm just saying he sort of came back to it. Yeah, he came back to it, but way less More intense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like even like because it's we're back to what we were talking about. He had a divorce, yeah. so you're very like if you got divorced, you go to hell until you're divorced. Yeah, then you're like no, I don't know. That's, maybe I mean, is there a little bit. wiggle room on this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Excuse me, God. Yeah. Oh God, you're fun. I mean, that's that's what do you believe now? So I still believe in God. Golden rule. Uh, the golden rule. And I, you're into God. I I pray every day, but I do Freestyle? not. Freestyle? 
Um, yeah, I freestyle it. I, I, I take some suggestions from God here and there, improv style. I need a suggestion for a sin that would fit on this stage. Uh, <laughs> but, but dear I, Jesus, how are we opening it? Uh, yeah. It's very personal. But <laughs> um, Dear Jesus or dear Lord? Uh-huh. How yeah. are we closing it? Uh, in Jesus' name? Uh, oh, you're just a freestyle. Sometimes, amen. yeah. Sometimes you know amen. who you are. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. That's a We're badass done here. way. Amen. We're done here. We're done here. And conversation closed. I, here's how you end a prayer in LA. I have to jump. Amen. <laughs> that's, a, that's how agents get uh, off the phone. So, yeah. Well, I, I don't enjoy going to church anymore. I haven't been to church in many years. Mm. Um, I'm more definitely about like... I think it's very hard for me to believe where I'm at now with everything after how long I've lived and experienced life that if you are not a good person inherently that you're not going to be like welcomed into heaven. It's very hard for me to believe that mindset where it's like you have to be in the church and you have to be, Hmm. you know, this, this and that. Like at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, if there is a heaven, which I think there there could be, Hmm. uh, that if you are inherently a good person and you affected people in a positive way throughout your life, I think that you're going to be in an afterlife that's in a good place. Sort of like you get what you give. Kind of, yeah. You know, there's a lot of... I remember old D.P. Chopra, Deepak Chopra, was like, you get what you expect. Meaning your afterlife experience is a reflection of your energy and your expectation. It's sort of like another way of saying you're building and writing your own reality anyway. So, like, if you're putting out all this nastiness, like, it's possible that you could have an afterlife experience that's reflective of that. Right. So it's not necessarily a judgment of moral behavior or ethics from our manufactured standpoint. I understand that. I mean, if you look at morality, let's not even get into it. Like, we're definitely writing it in a lot of ways. Like, people say they love animals, but they eat animals is, like, a good example of, like, how we're sort of full of shit. Yeah. But there's a million of those. So it's a very – so there is no absolute morality necessarily. That we can all agree on, at least. So it's hard to know what we're being judged on. But energy and vibe and intention seems to be something that could echo into eternity. I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm actually down. I remember Penn Gillette was saying, he said something that really stuck with me. He was like, in, I believe in, he's an atheist, but he's like, I believe in infinite possibilities. And Michael Gunger in his incredible book, This, is like, if you were infinity, if you were a piece of infinity, the Christians would say we have the, in, the indwelling of God, the Holy Spirit, which is consciousness which is a little drop of godness in you what game wouldn't you play so i'm sort of like yeah there could be afterlife possibilities that are like unpleasant or strange or mysterious or confusing but i just don't now my belief is like i don't know if anything would ever be and that's it forever i feel like you can kind of in an infinite landscape you could kind of pivot and move and shift and change. Okay. I don't know if that's true. I'm just kind yeah. of, I'm thinking it out as I'm saying it. Like when I, like, but I used to be like, there's no hell and now I'm sort of like, well, it's infinite. There could be anything. Right. I feel like when I pray, it's very similar to what probably a lot of people consider to meditation. Mm. Like when, like I, when I'm praying and I am like, you know, if I'm having a conversation with God, I'm trying to pray and and trying to zen out and be like praying for patience and to be nice to other people and like praying positive things on people who I'm surrounded by and who I love and kind of like if this is meant to be then you know then I'd like let, let, I'd like that let's go down that road yeah, if but not you're writing then, out your intentions which is yeah. always very powerful yeah knowing what you that's like. kind of how that's what my 
prayer is kind of like. So it's very. I think that's you know, been. Proven. It's kind of more spiritual. Yeah. Than like a super religious take. I think on. I on, understand. Yeah. But there's some baked in wisdom even to like an old school prayer. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might have been telling a different story about what's happening. Like you're saying, like, oh, it's more like mindfulness, or it's more like contemplation, or it's more just like meditation. And then I'm just sort of, instead of telling God what to do, I'm sort of like, this is what I'd like. Sure, either way, you're setting an intention, and that's that can be a very powerful thing, even just psychologically. Yeah. So I understand that. But you, yeah. It's interesting. I, I kind of feel like you're like me pre-Ramdas. <laughs> Have you gotten into Ramdas? No, all? not at all. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. Well, I'm not even pushing it on you. If it comes across your way. Because for me, like, what I For you hear... podcast listeners, Pete just shoved a copy in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me this. I'm yeah, going to yeah. give you 15 CDs. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I just love it. The, the difference for me, like, I used to think, like, there was such a thing as, like, let, let's be good and let's be nice. And then that that implies that there's, like, mean and there is and bad and not good, evil. And I, I feel like there's... That that dual way of thinking it, it can be tricky. I'm not even going to try and summarize it. Okay. What I'm saying is I enjoyed listening to Ramdas because it, it took the emphasis off of morality and ethics and even behavior mm. and into the... So like I'm saying, your thoughts are clouds and you're the sky. You're, you're awareness observing your thoughts. You're also awareness observing your behavior. That's not to say that like being good isn't good. I'm a fan of good. I promote good. I think it's better than bad, all that sort of stuff. But I think the deeper game is aware, being aware of what's observing and evaluating the behavior, which is awareness itself, which is who you really are. So it's fun that Jeremiah, and I love it and I support it, Jeremiah is trying to be kind. I think that's beautiful. What happens as we evolve spiritually is why we're kind. At first we're kind, I was kind, to appear holy. And now what I want is there to be a transformation of my a shift in my perception of how I operate in the world and who I think I am. And when I am rooted in just being awareness, I happen to be nice because I know that you are also awareness. And why would I be an asshole to myself? As opposed to being nice so you think I'm nice or that I could be included. That's a good point, yeah. Or not be judged yeah. or sent to hell. But so the I right kind of, motives behind... The motive changes. The motive changes entirely, yeah. But who cares I really mean this. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if we're being good and kind and loving and supporting and generous and gracious and beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Even if it is motivated, I'm not saying this for you, but for me back in the day, even if it is motivated for fear, I'll take it. You still gave that homeless person a sandwich. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Later comes, I gave myself a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Let's smoke some weed. All right. Um, can do you have anything else to say about God? I didn't mean to get the last word in there. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, I think... We're, I also didn't mean to imply that you, because you haven't listened to Ram Dass, that you don't know what I'm talking about. I just think you will enjoy it. No, I think I think the analogy that you just told me are very interesting, and that's definitely a place to, where I want to be with with kindness and being good to others. It's not like actively thinking about it. Just That's just you, who you are. That's right. You know what I mean? Well, and Jesus is pointing us to that. It, yeah. It's really, it's it's the difference between duality and non-duality. So when as long as you're Jeremiah yeah. being good to others, it's not one. Mm -hmm. And when it's one, we behave differently, but we behave differently because we see the oneness. So when Jesus says, what you do to the least of these, you do to me, 
I don't know how you used to take that. I used to be like, oh, be nice to other people or poor people or sick people or hungry people because it'll get, earn me brownie points with Christ when he's judging I me. I think that early on, for sure, when I was very much as a kid, it's, 99% I mean, that's, of the it's Christian literally church, like, that's how you take it. like you're looking at it as a tally system, like, okay, I did that's this right. the thing, Nothing and then that way, uh, you know, I won't go to hell because I, right. I have this many good deeds. You're, it's like yeah. helping him will get me good points. You're you'd kind be, of doing it for the wrong reason. You'd be stupid not to do it for yeah. the wrong reason. Why wouldn't you? Because you were told the whole system yeah. was a test. Yeah. Your my, <laughs> my, what's that? Your frequent flyer miles, they're, they're going to go up. That's you right. know, like that whole, that whole if program. They, if someone tells you it's a choice between heaven and hell and Jesus is going to be at the helm when that decision is made. And then Jesus says, what you do for homeless people, you do for me. You're going to give the homeless guy a burger. Cause you're like, when I die, be nice to me. Right. <laughs> but then you start looking at the Bible differently. The more Eastern I got and all that sort of stuff. But now that I've sat with it for years and years now, I'm just sort of like, it doesn't really matter what you think about what you're doing. It doesn't really matter how well you understand mm-hmm. philosophy. I think there are people that wouldn't understand a word of what I'm saying that embody it way better than I ever will. You know what I mean? My, sure. my ability to articulate it, unfortunately, doesn't always mean that I can embody it. Because there's some sweet old woman in the south that just goes to her little church that yeah. is fucking she nailing just is it. that person she just is it yeah so yeah. there's a million ways to get there i just happen to be going the heady like let's talk about it way it <laughs> doesn't matter so what i'm saying is that's what, what i want to be careful here is i'm not trying to change or correct you i'm just saying i enjoyed this and because we're so similar maybe you'd enjoy it yeah when it comes your way it's not going to be me baby just kidding i'm going to send it to you um a pile of rocks just fell on top of me <laughs> pile of ramdas <laughs> yeah you got. You got. Uh, who ordered the pile of Ramdas? Das Avalanche. Yeah, like Avalanche. Oh, I thought you were saying like a Bruce Avalanche. Oh my god. Like... Oh my god. Well, this is goddamn it. Is the Sleepy Summer series? I keep blasting that AC before these episodes because I'm like, got to keep it crisp. But always by the end, I'm like slouched. Katie's slouch. We're all slouched. Yeah. Fucking July. But is it's it a com- it's a comfy couch. It's a comfy couch, but the heat changes everything. It changes audiences. I just did a show, and I was like, wow, it's July. Like it well, it changes, changes the energy in the room oh, for drastically. Sure. Give me a February. <laughs> Give me a frigid February. Give me a frigid Feb. Uh, thank you. You're the king. The album is Reagan? Reagan just, and Watkins. It's Regan. It's Reagan. Just kidding. I don't care for that guy. I do like you, though. I'm just kidding. Uh, Joe Coy. Listen. <laughs> Get the album, Reagan and Watkins. You, and you said you have a CD player in your car. I do. Yeah. yeah this will be in the car. And um, can you... This is how we end, because we talked about all that silliness. Uh, can you think of a time in your life where you laughed really, 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 really hard? You could be young. You could be stoned. You could be at a sleepover when you're 12 years old. You could be surprised. You could be startled. You could be um, watching Ace from Chartled. <laughs> well, since we do, uh, I'll, I'll tell a, a quick church camp me- uh, memory because since Need. we just were talking about religion so much, uh, I used to be the very uh, edgy one at the church camp. I was the the wild card. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Germ down for what? <laughs> Germ down for what? Uh, so I would pull pranks sometimes on some of the other people in the cabins. Mm. And uh, I don't know why that noise. Yeah. Mm. Go on, boys. Pranks. Cabins, religion, my favorite. <laughs> 
And uh, I did this horrible thing where uh, there was this uh, – these were barely – I, I doubt these cabins were up to code at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no AC. There's <laughs> there's, there's there's bugs flying in and out. At nine. Yeah. There's just it's yeah. a mess. It's uh a mess. there was a crawl space uh between um the floors where you, if you looked up, you could see up into one of the the rooms of where one of the the kids were staying. In the middle of the night, I don't know why I thought this was so funny, but like I had friends around me, and I thought this was the the funniest thing at the time. We're all laughing while I'm peeing down into the crawl space, and it's hitting their countertops and their floor. So, so they just look up, and they're seeing pee rain down. And then they're like, what the? And then I had chocolate pudding that I had grabbed from the cafeteria. And I spread, you thought ahead. Yeah, I, I, I thought ahead. I spread my cheeks and I started dropping pudding down onto oh, their shit. counter. So they thought I was peeing and pooping. On the pee was real. The pee That's was the, real. The That's genius the, stroke yeah. is that the pee, the was, pee real. was real. You just do chocolate pudding. That's an amateur. Yeah. You do real pee. Yeah. Set the precedent. This is fluid. Yeah. This is real. This is real. You can smell that ammonia. <laughs> you smell, yeah. You're like something's happening. Yeah. And then chocolate pudding comes. Then chocolate pudding comes. You think that's definitely a soft is the soft serve. That's a loose stool coming down at you. That's loose. What was loose? I yeah. forgot what was loose. What was loose? Remember a loose stool? I'm trying to do a one hour call. Oh back. yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Let's kill her. Let's, oh the the mob. The loose like stool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That loose right. stool. There, there it is. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. And I remember just me and my friends, we were crying laughing while I'm have my butt just over this open space. And somebody like like is like, hey, stop it. There's toothbrushes down here. Oh. <laughs> That's what somebody was yelling up at my. us. Because they had all their like deodorants and oh. all that stuff. Just the worst. If it was cooler in here, I'd be laughing so hard. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. That says stop it, there's toothbrushes down here. With a with a jello pudding cup. That is so funny. And I'll laugh at it later. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's hit the sauna real quick. Dude, we're in the sauna. Dude, we're in it. We've mentioned a lot of Pete's picks. Clear light saunas by jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Meandy's lounge pants. There we go. And apparently there's a say by the bell pattern. Ask for it. And you slap me on these. Is that a pop up restaurant? No, it's Pete's Bottoms. Right? Yeah. Dude, Banksy should do something with these pants. <laughs> um, Jeremiah, you're one of my favorite people. Thank you for doing this. Love Thank you, man. You Thanks so much me. for having me. Yeah. And everybody should listen to our episode. Oh, my goodness. Of Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah. It's and you can watch it on YouTube. You watch it on YouTube. Dude, I've watched it with Valerie. It's so fun. It's unbelievable. It's so it's fun. It's like. Like no no joke. When I'm di- if I have, I think it's like seventy or eighty percent of us die in hospital beds. So we're like, no, we're gonna die. That's kind of like what I'm hoping for. Although I go back and forth. It's something about like an arrow to the head, and you're just and you're like, <laughs> we have one second to be like love, and then, you, and then you know like one little, or you get a nice like prolonged one. That's what I want to watch. I know it's a little bit narcissistic, but it's just me at my happiest, and I want to go like I got to be that happy. Yeah. It's so It's happy. the first, like, I mean, there's so many riffs on that podcast that are so fun. I actually remember saying, like, there's too many riffs. There's too many riffs. Like, 
I was. It's almost like we were in plane, uh, like an airplane, going higher and we higher and higher and higher so and higher. Much, I literally felt like I was on high on something. Me too. That's because we were, were back laughing the, and we're like crying, laughing at points. If they and, were like, "There's a gas leak or something," I yeah, like yeah, like it's a dentist chair feeling where I you got get loopy. Scared that the plane was so high it was going to start shaking <laughs> and then plummet. I literally was concerned for us. That we would laugh too we, much. We go into a week-long depression after that show. And I thought I would, but I felt like a you million felt good bucks. afterwards, yeah. And you know what's funny is I, I, I remember on the way there, oh, I wish I could remember his name. This guy did an album about the Enneagram. It's on Spotify. Google's the en- E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Oh, I, I you saying Enneagram? Like, Enneagram. No, that's even, I do listen to Enneagram sometimes, too. Listen. I do on planes. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Only flying. Okay. <laughs> Um, let's, this podcast ended 10 minutes ago <laughs> and I listened, so type in Enneagram album, the guy's from Chicago. I forget his name. He's an incredible. I'm too tired and hot to remember his name. Forgive me, but he's awesome. And I was listening to the song for the type three, which is what I am. And I was crying in my car, this beautiful cry because it's one of the most beautiful albums of all time. I wish we could give it a Google. Can you look it up, Katie? Enneagram. I just, I want to give this guy a shout out. And I'm in my car listening to that record because I'm an early person, as we mentioned. So I got to your street early. I parked and I listened to the song. And I'm just having a nice gentle weep. And then I went in and had the other kind of weep. And then the rest of the day, you just feel like you psychologically took a huge dump. Oh, yeah. The weight is lifted off your mind and your shoulders. You're like, this is going to be a great rest of the day. And you remember that like joy and catharsis. It's not just... Ryan O'Neill? Yeah, Atlas 9. Oh, Atlas 9. Atlas 2. Atlas 9. So look that up on Spotify. Sleeping at Last. That's what it's called. Sleeping at Last. And his name's Ryan O'Neill? I was going to have him on the podcast, but he's in Chicago. So next time I'm in Chicago, I'm going to have him on. But if you know your Enneagram number, of, or if, even if you don't, listen to that album. And the one that you cry at, that's your number. <laughs> really? Oh, it's, it's like unbelievable. a sleep number, but for well, It's a personality test. It's a personality test. Yeah, it sounds like Scientology, but it's not. But it is. Well, it's deep. Do you want to join? You seem like me <laughs> before Scientology. <laughs> You're the king. God love you. I love you. I love you. Stay crispy. Whoa, would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. Now as... Hey, can I just say one thing? Keep it crispy. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go... Sh- I need a shower. so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice game make you want to